now jingled. Oh my god, please tell me you're recording this so that we can put this yeah. in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> hey everyone, and welcome to episode number six of the Spoiler Cast. I'm your host, Dan Zarzicki, and I'm joined here by Tristan Atherin Hess. Hello! And Patrick Knight. I'm back. He's now <laughs> He's now Jingles! Yeah. Jingles is Patrick's new call sign. Yeah. <laughs> it's official. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Ryan's not here today, but it's a scheduling conflict anyway. We're filming on a different day. We're filming on a Friday, and it's okay. Recording, we're all over the day. place these weeks. Yeah, it's Memorial Day weekend, so we're, we kind of have plans and stuff. It's 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 all good, though, because... For our um, non-English listeners, it's a day when, well, nothing really happens. People Sorry, non-English cook, listeners? You cook burgers and hot dogs and get some beer and... Non-American listeners. Time. There okay. we go. That yeah. was a good catch. I was like, wait a minute. Who's... Who in, who in, like, Spanish land is listening to this and going, well, we can't and really understand what they're saying, but they sound excited. <laughs> I like the hype one. <laughs> Me gusta el hype one. <laughs> so, hype uno. Hype uno. El uno de hype. <laughs> so what is the spoiler cast, you ask? The spoiler cast is a show where we talk about the latest in gaming news, reviews, what we've been playing for the week, and at the end of the episode, after the break, we spoil a game. Now, interestingly enough, or not interestingly enough, we uh, ran out of games. We ran out of games. <laughs> There's really nothing coming out for the next few weeks. So, in in response to that, it was actually Tristan's idea. So, I'm gonna give full credit over there to go back uh, and talk about games that we have played in the past and talk about them. So. Today we want to talk about a pretty prolific game amongst gamer the gamer community, I'd say, probably, yeah. more so than anything else. Uh, Bastion uh, comes from Supergiant Games. Um, I was particularly excited about it from the get-go when it first was announced. I don't want to spill too much about it because we're going to talk about it later. But did you guys ever were you guys ever GameSpot people like back back in the day? The Jeff Gertzman days? I, I, think I, I was look, not. I looked on it once for uh, I was looking for I was looking for some like uh, unlockable list for mm-hmm. something. And it took me to GameSpot to a forum that had nothing to do with what I there originally searched for. There you go. But That's what it's all about. That, <laughs> GameSpot, showing you not what you're looking for. So I can tell you that I was a huge GameSpot person. I had a yeah. profile on there. This is when I was a young teenager, so a long time ago. But you kept track of your forum posts. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> and uh, one of the actually one of the old uh, head journalists there, Greg Kasavin, or Kasavin, I believe is how you pronounce it, is actually the like the studio lead for super giant games yeah. interestingly enough so whenever a new one comes out the guys in giant bomb which are mostly old GameSpot right. people get all excited about it but yep. and they have transistor coming out soon which exactly is, which is kind of like bastion but we're, i want to stop talking about it because we're going to talk about it later and it's <laughs> going to be really cool and we have some stuff to talk about now. and what we're going to do first is we're going to oh did you have something to say huh did you have something what? specific to say are you, no. sure, are you sure you want to ask tristan that question patrick <laughs> what have you been playing this Jingles, week, what have you been playing well i've been playing i've been playing bastion i i own as much as i can but i've been going back i went back to uh two games that i haven't played in a long time one was super meat boy mm-hmm. which uh i can't X- wait to gush about that in a second xbox live pretty much classic mm-hmm. and the other is fatal Beald 3 and yes i called it fatal Beald. <laughs> why'd but, you call it fatal Beald? because it just Spunk Gargo Wee Wee, I'm, t- I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be ashamed of playing these games. They're multi-million sellers for a reason. I sat there for three hours while the last update that I didn't download <laughs> downloaded, talking God. to my friends about how much I hated how long the download was, and then I started playing the game and I couldn't stop playing it. <laughs> until until a single-player campaign was over, and they were like, that's it? No, I didn't play the single-player campaign. I, oh, was you playing, online? I was playing online and going to servers where people ban things that the other team would then use and not get banned from. So I suspect that they were either the host of the servers. <laughs> yep. Rent a server, not a very good idea, folks. Yeah, no. <laughs> 
That's cool. I actually never played Battlefield 3, um, ever. I played, I was a huge Battlefield 2 fan back yeah. in the Dizzle. Um, is, uh, Karkand in the game? Yes. Oh, actually, it is? They, oh. they, uh, they released it with, uh, oh god, was it, was it a pre-order bonus? No, it was the limited edition came with a Back to Karkand expansion Back pack. to Karkand. The yeah. Strike at Karkand. Yep. They had, uh, four maps. They had Gulf of Oman, Strike at Karkand, and two others that I never play. I remember when I used to play that game, the loading screen for Karkand, the music was like, and it sounded like the intro of a Justin Timberlake song, which always... There's was... no, there's no loading music. <laughs> It, they, they're trying to be uh they're trying to be all hard it's the you know how that have you seen the the, no. get, the box art which the guy was half oh, yeah. orange yeah, yeah that's yeah. what the loading screen pretty much looks like oh, okay it's like half orange with like black oh, okay. everywhere and we like, paid a lot for this piece of art we're gonna use it everywhere <laughs> <laughs> and then you and then you see you know this server no shotguns and then and then the other team half of them are using <laughs> shotguns and you're going but server admin what are you doing server senpai what so yeah. Senpai, so you've been playing uh, Battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. Person's person's becoming background audio when he's not the when he's not the center of attention. Uh, Chemistry, folks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's that moment, folks, when the band comes together. You know, it just everything band? just flows. Everything just works. This is the our band. Abbey Road. This is our Abbey Road. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that. I want there to be at least one more episode. <laughs> Don't say it's our Abbey Road because I I, Ryan's I, not here. I thought I saw Yoko outside, actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for that day when we have another episode with all four of us. That'll be exciting. Oh, yeah. If so it never happens again. Yeah, I know. Hopefully I won't go down his throat about Call of Duty again. Yeah, yeah that was an interesting battle Where there. Where the hell were we? <laughs> um, we were talking about Battlefield, so you didn't yeah. go very far. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we talked about Super Meat Boy. If you don't mind, yeah, go right ahead. I'd like to wait to talk about that for a little later because I have something that kind of fits in with that. Oh, sweet. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. So it's pretty funny you mentioned that. Uh, what? So you played some Battlefield. Anything you wanted to specifically mention about it or just kind of getting into it, playing it? Uh, and... I'll say right now, uh, it's, the game's still pretty good. <laughs> it's got some of the same Ooh. old, same old dumb, dumb problems. Yeah. Like uh, if you're if you're in, looking at your soldier and your customization options, if you tr if your squad leader joins a game, mm -hmm. it will not bring you into the game, mm -hmm. and that's been a problem since basically since I started playing it, which was okay. last year. All right, um, you know, little things like that, and then like I said, the servers, the rent to servers, there's just silly, silly, silly rules. I saw I was on a server the other day that said no M16. There you go. Like it just said that. Yeah, no M16 <laughs> A3. Have a nice day. Nope. And no, no, I'm 16. And then, of course, there was the other one that I was on, like I already mentioned, and I can't harp on this enough because I thought it was very ridiculous. Was you know, no shotguns, no, uh, no M26, which is the undermounted shotguns, no camping. It said, which was uh, which fox only, no items, five stock, <laughs> final destination. Like, let's not go to Smash Brothers yet. We, we know <laughs> what that means, so we have and, plenty to talk about. And, and it had 500% tickets, so it was go. five times as long as usual. So you're sitting there, you're in this game, and the other team, of course, is using shotguns because obviously the admin is either on their team or is one of the people with shotguns, and it's just blowing through your tickets. It's like 490-something to, like, 12, <laughs> and you're like, well, this isn't any fun. I think we should find another server. <laughs> Abandoned ship! <laughs> Which is what happens when you let people control their own games. Yep. Yeah. Is that is that a constant? Are all the servers like self-hosted or something? Or? It, that's what they. That's what. EA, not all of them, but EA Dice decided that they wanted to let people rent out servers and made them a huge boon of money. Mm -hmm. 
but then you it becomes increasingly more difficult to find servers that aren't crazy mm-hmm. interesting interesting no c4 no no yeah I, I gotta say um one thing that's still doing servers well is team fortress 2 yeah still doing a really good job of that because they keep the really weird servers like kind of in their own little place you want to know what you want to know why that is right I, I know why. It's because it's Valve, not Dice. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's my not, fa- e- my it's favorite... not a subsidiary of EA. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll say my favorite servers in TF2 are just because of the crew that plays them are the twenty four seven servers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the two four twenty four seven, the turbine twenty four seven servers. They're just a good crew. You know, yeah. there's a good range of skill levels there. Um, they bump people who are being dicks. Yeah, many silly hats. And many silly hats. <laughs> I Pyrovision, Pyrovision everywhere. I'm terrified of the game. I'm terrible at it, and it's. I think it's because there's. I'm a big force feedback guy. Mm. I haven't put that through before in the show. Um, with Metro, I think I talked about. Oh yeah, that's right. yeah. sorry, yeah. Patrick, <laughs> missing out. Yeah, uh, I'm a big guy about fi- feeling like I'm hitting something. That's why yeah. I really like Call of Duty. Um, I like battle the battlefields. I played like Bad Company two and stuff. Yeah, because they had that. I'm sure Battlefield Three is the same. Yep, uh, you get tick marks when you hit people. Exactly, right? and there's just like this feeling you get when you. It's like I understand that I'm hitting somebody, and in Team Fortress, I just feel like I'm spraying bullets half the time, and it, and it's just so fast and so chaotic that I. It's like you run into a room and you're snapping 180 degrees left and right, and you're just like kind of blindly firing. Now I suck at the game because I haven't played a lot. I feel as though you should play the demo, man. Okay, <laughs> or Pyro. Yeah, the spraying pyro is really cheap. The Pyro seems like the cheapest thing ever. Every time it plays, it's just I like... have a lot of fun playing Pyro. Um, the big thing with Pyro is memorizing the usual places where spies hide. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is it, the real trick. And that it, once you start kind of getting a feel for how people play spies, it then makes your spy game better because you know how they think and you can do the opposite. And, and in response to you, Dan, it's in my experience playing Team Fortress 2. I thought the pyro was a little underpowered for the longest time until I yeah. played on the PC. On yes. the PC, it's a different game. I play on the PC only. Yeah, I try. I originally played it on the orange box for oh, the Xbox. The Xbox. Okay. Well, I had the orange box. I'm an OG orange boxer. <laughs> OG. I, I I'm so cool. Remember the I was there for the black box. You know what that is? No, I don't. What they were supposed to release to stalwart PC fans that they never did. <laughs> Yeah. So originally, um, if you bought Half Life Two and you had Episode One because that was sold separately, right? They were going to release an orange box for people who'd never played the game, and then a black box, which was going to be for people who already had Half Life Two and Episode One, and it was just Episode Two, Portal, and Team Fortress Two, and it was discounted. Yep. They changed that and they got rid of it, so I had to pay for the whole fucking game, and I got to. A couple of my friends were very happy campers because I had gifts for them yeah. <laughs> the next day. <laughs> yeah. Does this seem fantastic like that, though? Yeah. Like, seriously. What? Is that, I've got multiple versions of the game. Let me gift one to yeah, somebody. Yeah. Actually, there's a game that I that I downloaded. It's just, uh, what I have to pay for that? Yeah, I don't know. That I downloaded just before, uh, just before we started doing the podcast, The Ship, mm-hmm. which I think I talked about. Yeah, we talked about yeah. Yep, you talked about that. Yeah, you, you, you gift it to somebody, first, and they get an extra gift. Oh, cool. so, so it it, becomes, it never it almost, ends. Well, I mean, it stops after that, but you know, it's it's nice that you can give somebody a gift and then they get a copy and then they can give a copy to somebody else. It's yeah. like the Dropbox of video games. Yep, that's cool. Um, Tristan, <laughs> what have I been playing? What have you been playing, sir? What have uh, you been? So playing? I replayed through Bastion. Very cool. I did it in about a day and a half. 
Great. Um, so apart from that, I did more Far Cry 3. And it's great because now that I'm not less playing it, mm-hmm. because I'm not doing any Ubisoft Let's Plays now, I'm not going down that Is that road. what it ended up being? Was just Ubisoft? Period? I think it was just Ubisoft. Oh, you don't. You still don't know. They never like. They never like. They never told, told you. me why. They just. They just slapped my you on account? the hand. They, no, not on the hand. They slapped me in the fucking face. Um, my, <laughs> I got it all sorted out though. My YouTube channel is now back to where it was, but it's still just like, well, fine. I well, guess I'm not I, playing any you. Ubisoft games in the future. I tell you, I I'm pretty sure I know what happened, and I just came up with this theory just now. So that on its merits, you know it's good. I say. What happened was, they earmarked your Far Cry 3 and Far Cry Blood Dragon Let's Plays for the greatest video of all time project that they were talking about on April Fool's. Hmm. And then they're like, no, these videos are too good. <laughs> it's, it's not fair to the competition. No, I think what it was is they, they sequestered them off and for further analysis. They didn't want anybody else seeing them. <laughs> This is a goddamn national treasure. <laughs> um, so I've been doing that. Library now that of Congress. I'm not, yeah, so I've been doing Far Cry 3, but now that I'm not less playing it, I can play it at my own pace. Yep. Um, and I picked up and started playing uh, Skullgirls. Oh, I've heard of that game. I am awful at it. <laughs> there are six attack buttons. I'm just like, why? Why, God, are there six? <laughs> it's, just, it's just too technically inv- adventure. I'm just like... Oh, I, 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 I wonder how you do, Dan. You you were so good at Injustice. Well, but, well, here's the thing. The big reason I wanted to do Skullgirls is A, it's supporting an independent developer. Yep. B, it's supporting this new engine. And the engine is fantastic. Yep. Like, in terms of the animation, of, it does pixel-by-pixel pixel lighting. Oh, my God. The Skullgirls engine can do pixel-by-pixel pixel lighting. I'm just like, holy shit. Um... And also, the guys behind Skullgirls recently helped out another uh, company. They actually donated the, the engine to this other company who had been working on this game for like two years and it got shut down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're like... Oh. 38 Studios? No, no, no. No, uh, no. no uh, main so 6. Awesome, my heart. Main 6 is the company. Yep. Uh, the game they're developing got shut down but with a cease and desist. And they're like, oh. And they spent all this time on it. So now they're doing a new a new game, um, new but game the, plus. But the guy, but and what happened was the guys who run Skullgirls heard about this and actually donated the Skullgirls engine to them mm-hmm. for making their new yeah. game. Interesting. And they're like, "Oh my god, this is so fantastic! It's going to let us be able to do so much more." Nice. So I was like, I'm "Like, you know what? Let me give some money to the Skullgirls guys because Main Six wasn't never ever took any donations. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's part of what the." what they're doing to try and keep the game from getting shut down was right. we cannot t- make any money off of this. We don't want to and legally we really can't because that's the sort of thing that will get us shut down even faster. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so well, that, you know. those, that's been mainly it. I've replayed Bastion I've played some Far Cry 3. Skullgirls. Skullgirls. And yeah, I, I suck at Skullgirls. <laughs> I've got. There's plenty of news to talk about, though. So yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I've got. I've got two things to talk about apart from the big thing. What's that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, um. So I felt like a real gamer this week, guys. It's been. It's been like a month. But I did. Uh, I played and consumed. I'll get to that in a second. Quite a bit this week. So um, Patrick knows because he yep. was there that we played some some video games this week. Uh, <laughs> I went back and played Monica with him in Injustice, and for the sake of redundancy, I'm not going to go into it too, too much. Right, right. Suffice it to say, 
the freaking uh, triggers in those stages are fantastic and injustice. <laughs> you can explain to him what I was doing. He was just, oh god, he was just uh, over and over and over again was just abusing the the environments. At one point, he found uh, in Atlantis, he found a switch that let in the ocean to blow the person like within a certain distance of it. And our poor our poor mutual acquaintance Brett was trying to get over to him. I oh god, was it, it was Raven versus. Uh, I was ice. Raven, yeah. Yeah, it was. Ra- you were Raven, and he was Ice something or other. Ice, um, ice Queen Zero or whatever. Yeah, well, you know, memory bad. Yeah, okay. But I, <laughs> he kept. He would walk, and right as he got to the edge, Dan would turn the damn lever, <laughs> and he just blow him across the stage. And I did that in every single uh, stage yeah. too. Yeah, like every found... stage was just me finding the. Did you find the pig? No, I. We didn't. I don't think oh. we played that stage. No, I don't think we. No, we didn't. You're better. We didn't get to that section of the stage. If it yeah. was. Oh, well, so you still haven't found the. Uh... There was one stage where I threw uh, like this little toy truck at, at either you or Brett. Yeah, like three times in a row, and they, you guys still didn't learn. I was just like, ah. <laughs> oh, it was that. It was if the you hanger. Don't learn. I'm gonna yeah. keep it doing it. It was the hanger. It. You kept swinging the the giant pipe at. No, us. that wasn't me. That was somebody else. Oh, okay. I think it was Brett was swinging the pipe at me. He, he oh, started. Great. He, he started playing by my by my rules. <laughs> <laughs> that was so much fun. Stupid pipe. Uh, Apart from that, we also played Monaco. Oh, yeah. Which we talked about in depth with yourself recently. Which I still love, and I and I, I think I somewhat rescind my remark about how it sounds very similar to Hotline Miami. Now that I've yeah. played it, there's a lot of differences that I didn't realize were going to be there. There's uh, not you one that you can't beat the living shit out of people as easily. That's true. <laughs> um, in fact, only one person can beat the living shit out of people, and that was the character I played as, uh, the brutes. I forget his name exactly. What's the, uh, ja- the cleaner. Uh, the cleaner. That's right. This dude that can like. Does this smell like chloroform? people. You? Yeah, like chloroform people. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my best pickup lines. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And uh, Tristan's basement is full of poor ladies <laughs> that had nothing be- that had better things to do with their lives. Uh, I wish. <laughs> and and um, it was interesting. It was really it was a lot more chaotic than I thought it would be. Oh God! Uh, when there's three of you in one room and tons of enemies chasing everywhere, there's yeah. literally no way of knowing what's happening. Yep. All you know is what's happening to yourself, and that's about it. Well, I found that, um, and in response to that, I found that uh, there's a friend of mine that I play with on, well, actually both platforms because we liked it that much. Mm-hmm. Um, the, just the two of us, while being not while not being as effective because we don't have the full range of talents right. of the different characters, right. uh, we don't get like in those situations as much. Well, I, I deign to call my 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 play talent, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it, I think I think it's a, a certain point that there's only so many places that four thieves can can go without setting off the alarm while picking up all those little gubbins, right? <laughs> So I played Stop that. Making this a franchise. <laughs> <laughs> so I played that. I played Bastion, of course. But we're gonna talk about that later, so I have to skip that. Yep, yep. Um, the other thing I, I I consumed, quote unquote, finger quotes, is something I found on the on the YouTube's. <gasps> the YouTube's. The YouTube's. You guys may or, I know you guys are YouTube lurkers, so you guys may or may not be familiar. Um, I find it fascinating, and I was actually I left this thing on for hours while I was doing other things like work or whatever it was. You yep. already know what oh I'm talking boy. about. You know what I'm talking about already. Uh, no, but I can guess. It's some sort of ten hour loop. Or... Nope. No, this is a real cool thing. So, um, about three or four weeks ago, I was online looking at like gaming stuff, and I think one of the things I subscribed to had recommended this video, and it was uh, it was it was titled um, Ocarina of Time. 
beaten yeah. in 22 minutes. <laughs> and I clicked on it, and I watched it, and I loved it. Right. And what it basically is, is it's this thing called Awesome Games Done Quick, uh, which, aside from the bad grammar, is uh, is a wonderful, wonderful organization. Uh, basically, this is organization, they, they run out this hotel. It's sort of like one of those, like, smallish kind of conventions. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they get all these speedrunners on Speed Demo Archives and all these other speedrunning places. And they go in there and they play this game. And there's a couple things that are really cool about it that aren't just like, okay, it's, a, it's just you watching somebody play a game and it just shows it. So there's two screens. There is the gameplay. And then there's the actual screen view of the person playing with yep. the people sitting behind him watching. And what's important about that is throughout the entire thing, this is actually a charity event, a charitable event. So while they're playing their speed run, they're constantly, when there's downtime, reading off charities. People are donating money. It's it's live streamed on Twitch. Yep. And they're at, originally, and then of course, loaded to YouTube later. And as they're playing, uh, people are reading off. They have like little, they have like raffles and stuff that people donate to. And they have like ridiculous things. Like if you, like there, I watched the Wind Waker one, but I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, and it was, have you guys played Wind Waker? Yeah. Of course. Okay. It was, I, thought, uh, I believe we talked about this. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Zelda, I always forget who played what. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, if they had donated $3,000 to this one specific thing by no. a certain time in the game, by the Mulgara boss fight, one of the dudes in there that was good at whistling would whistle the Mulgara boss theme. Like, it was just like these really cool little things that were happening. <laughs> um, but what's really cool about it is all the donations go to cancer research and prevention. Right. So, uh, like, for example. Not uh, the Jimmy Fund, right? Not the Jimmy Fund. <laughs> Nobody has any idea what we're talking about. <laughs> of course we're not. not laughing. We're not laughing at the Jimmy Fun folks. We're laughing at what happened when yeah. I tried to donate to them once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Let's just talk about it. Get it over with. Mo- movie theater. Dark movie theater. At the, end of the, at the end of the Jimmy Fund advert, anybody want to donate to the Jimmy Fund? So I said, oh, I'm a good Samaritan. I'll go. Here's, a co- you know, here's you know, how much money I gave. I'm not going <laughs> to... No. Not going not gonna to disclose that amount. Well, mostly because I don't remember. Yeah. Um, I go back to my seat. And I've got my medium popcorn and my medium soda, and the uh, the little tray hooks into the cup holder. I as I sit down, it pops out of the cup holder, and basically there was a popcorn explosion. <laughs> and at this point, the movie has begun because the Jimmy Fun advert's over. So I'm sitting there with popcorn everywhere, and I just look to my right. I look at Dan. And I said, "Well, that's what I get for being charitable." Yeah. And that's what happens when you donate to the Jimmy Fund. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> yes, popcorn explodes. In all seriousness, no. In all seriousness, though, folks, the Jimmy Fund is a wonderful organization, and you should totally, yeah, yeah. totally donate to yeah, them. Just not na- anywhere near any popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Do not donate when near food stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is our recommendation. Yeah, it was just, it was just a funny little fun little thing. Um, so they donate all the things to cancer research. Yep. So for example, um, there is they had three different speed runs. Right. I watched all three of them of Ocarina of Time. There's any percent Ocarina of Time, which is beaten in 22 minutes. How? So that's where we're going to get to in a second. <laughs> Glitches! You got it! Um, there was beating all dungeons, which is beaten in like two hours and something minutes. Right. And then there is 100% speed run <laughs> of Ocarina of Time, which is beaten in like under five hours or something like that. <laughs> now... now... Side jumping. There's some freaky ass glitches. So what I find fascinating about it, though, beyond that, like so for example, it was really great, to, really wonderful to see like how many people are touched by like 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 family members had gotten cancer or something and they had survived or whatever. I was about donating. to say how many people were touched by Legend of Zelda. Yeah, like, that is well. That's the wrong way to put that. That, that, is, that is well. Um 
But um, so this is the one in the green tunic, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> Show me on the cartridge. Where somebody actually, to, somebody actually jokes about that at one point. One of the one of the speed runs, which is pretty funny. <laughs> uh, somebody actually says that Zelda's tunic or something like that, and everybody like freaks out. No, <clears throat> that's like the thing you don't say. Yeah, absolutely. Zelda is the girl. But uh, girl. what what it was so cool about it? First of all, in one of the speed runs, which was the this guy named Cosmo, who's a beast at Zelda, he also does the Wind Waker. He beats Wind Waker and all the dungeons in four hours and 45 minutes. And that's pretty crazy, too, to watch. Uh, with something called the Super Swim, which I'll get to in a second. Uh, I think I need to lay down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have that exact time. Four hours and 45 minutes is the exact time you beat the game in <laughs> completely from start to finish. Uh, in that one speedrun of Ocarina of Time, uh, beating all the dungeons, they made $500,000. Jesus. And donations for 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 cancer Ooh. research and for stomach Actually, cancer. If we're talking about stuff. How generous gamers are. Okay. In. What's that? How generous gamers can be. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, well, I mean, Child's Play does. Yeah, Child's Play does a, a lot of great. Yeah, Child's oh Play is God. really wonderful too. It's great to see like a positive, the positive yeah. side of video games and the positive side of press with video games as opposed to just all the negative. All the time, not the basement is, dungeon. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> which is great, but they're all glitches. And they are insane. And the other thing, uh, okay, I keep meaning to get to this point. And I keep j- jumping off somewhere else. So let me get to it now before I let you get in with your thing. It is amazing <laughs> to me, not only that they do this, but they are talking the entire time they're doing it. And they're explaining everything. And it's the coolest thing because it's like this history lesson of like the last 12 years of Ocarina of Time and the glitches that were discovered as time went on in these forums. And it's just super exciting to hear this guy talking about it. He's like, and that was called this. And, you know, 10 years ago, this gamer, you know, discovered this glitch. And what we didn't realize at the time, it's like the coolest thing ever. And they're, they're talking about, <laughs> first of all, not only is he talking about this shit, but he's playing at the same time, which is super difficult. And he's yep. just beasting it. Sorry, Tristan. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I just want to say, um, as, when it comes to like fundraising and stuff too, um, there have been, I, I just recently really got into Indiegogo and like Kickstarter stuff. The crowdsourcing stuff. Crowdsourcing stuff. Yep. Um, and oh, your internet's sucking. I'm trying to look something up. This room is just a a, a uh, internet a hole, zone. a yeah. dead center. Yeah, Here, left for dead. Reference. Phone. I'll do it on my phone. Sure. Um, but you've been. You're, are you talking about Tobuscus? And yes. So T- Tobuscus, aka Toby Turner, he's working on. Uh, he's he teamed up with these guys, and they're working on creating their own his his own uh, iOS Android game. And he's doing crowdsourcing to do it. Yep. But what's impress what's really impressive. Now, for those of you who don't know, Toby Turner is a YouTuber and uh, if you ever watch The Annoying Orange, he's the one human being on that show. And he's actually and this surprised me because I had watched him on YouTube before this. He's actually pretty good for that show. Yeah, oh yeah. Um <laughs> He kinda fits in. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Um so he's not to say that he's Go-Go a food. campaign. He started it up just a few days ago. Yep. Um, in the first day, it earned fifty grand. Yeah. It hit a hundred twenty thousand in the first forty hours. Yep. Nice. It is currently at a hundred and seventy-one thousand dollars. <laughs> so he made his and goal. Sti- uh, no, his goal is two hundred forty thousand. Oh, okay. And he still, but he still has forty-two days left. <laughs> Almost there. Kind of target. <laughs> Stay on Almost target. There. Like loosen up. <laughs> You're too close. 
Um, uh, I freaking love Star Wars but, outbursts. Yeah, I'm just like, I was just like, holy, that that's the fastest I've ever seen one of those things jump. Yeah, yeah. Well, I imagine, I imagine a lot of that has to do with the fact that not only is he uh, fairly like he's he's a pretty hilarious YouTuber, but he also lets people into his life a little bit. Yeah, which a lot of you, yeah, his daily vlogs, which yeah, is really nice. Yeah, have you seen his? Uh, I I hate to I hate to sidestep into something That's funny okay. instead of serious, but have you seen his uh, his vlog? Uh, I believe it was somewhere in Germany where he sees yes, Slenderman. <laughs> where he where he's walking in Germany. He's on some German vacation, and he and he's walking around and he passes the storefront window, and, and there's a mannequin wearing a suit, and mannequin has this blank face. He turns around and goes, "Oh my God, Slenderman!" <laughs> right in the middle of this like crowded plaza in Germany uh, and he's holding and he's holding the camera steady on his face the whole, the whole time, time. oh my god and he like falls to the ground and everyone's like oh my god he's, and then he starts like, explaining I saw in sorry. German I saw Slenderman I saw Slenderman <laughs> in German to, to, to everyone around him try to be like no no I'm fine I just thought I saw Slenderman <laughs> <laughs> Tobuscus is is definitely one of my favorites and i know he's one of yours too you had the t-shirt the oh yeah day. oh yeah he, he's okay i can't watch any of these let's now. plays <laughs> for games that i am playing yep sure <laughs> because i'm just like no toby what are you doing <laughs> um yeah um but his other stuff I, his music i love i love his music oh his uh his uh one word songs or or his uh literal trailers or what his literal trailers his individual songs his hot compilations are some of the most hot 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 have you seen his latest uh, Trapped in a Commercial? Uh, no, I haven't. For the Hot Pockets? Oh my god, I want the song from that so bad. <laughs> Don't you get it as part of the Indiegogo? You like donate enough or something like uh, that? There's a, there's a going to be Donator Thank You song that he's putting out. Oh, yep. cool. That's great. There's there's tons of other stuff. I, I got the uh, crate level. So, I'm okay. gonna get, so in addition to all the other stuff, I'm also getting a crate of Tobuska <laughs> stuff. I'm just like... The equivalent of the bungee bag of swag from their last bungee day. Right. And it's being done... I, I never heard about these guys, but uh, Loot Crate? What else are doing? No, I haven't heard of them either. Oh my god. I, I just found this... There's this it's this really cool like subscription where it's... I think it's like nine bucks a month. Yeah. And every month, they send you a box filled with like gaming swag. So that's like fruit of the month, except actually cool. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um... And I was like, oh man, that, that seems really fun. I may end up doing that. Nice. <laughs> and then of course and then of course oh speaking of oh speaking of swag. Speaking of I'm keeping I'm being so quiet and concentrating on what I'm gonna say next, so keep going, I'm listening, I okay, promise. Okay, he, he's focused. Um so as we talked about like I think it was last episode. I've been working on some t-shirt designs. Woo-hoo! Yeah. I, um, Six episodes in, and we already have heads bigger merchandising, than the Merchandising. <laughs> merchandising. Where the real money from the movie is made. Um, <laughs> thank you, Mel Brooks. Uh, um, right now, they're really rough designs because I don't have a, a vector tool program. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like, okay, I have to make this with like straight lines and shapes. Do you tools. have Photoshop? I have Elements. Oh, okay. 
Because I'm pretty sure you can just work with vectors in Photoshop. Yeah, that's that's where I learned. Dan, you're focusing. Remember, I am. I got that's, it. That's where I learned. <laughs> it's right down. See, everything's um, down now. So right now, learn. Right now, I'm just I'm just looking for a good Mac-based vector drawing program. If anyone has any recommendations, please, for the love of God, email us at cast at threeheadedboy.com. Uh, please, no, no, please send me recommendations. Um, I'll probably be posting them up on threeheadedboy.com on the forums yeah. tomorrow. Remember. That's cast at, at threeheadedboy.com. Dan's the left head. I'm the right head. Patrick stuck in the middle. Yeah. Use the middle stick to dodge. Yeah. Middle stick. What is that from? Batman Arkham Asylum. That's right. Yeah. Uh, he gets uh, he gets in a situation where things kind of go Sound. really strange, yeah. and he gets shot in the face, and it's, it go, takes you to a loading screen. Oh yeah. Use the middle yep. stick to dodge, and That's you're right. like, what the hell? What middle stick? <laughs> so right. so I'm done. Go Dan. Go. Awesome games done quick. <clears throat> so let me take you guys quickly because it's only 22 minutes long. The 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 thing. Let me quickly take you. Not my description. <laughs> Let me take you through how the guy beats this game in 22 minutes, Ocarina of Time. He starts out um, in the Cockery Forest, like, like of course, you always do. Yep. He goes and gets his sword um, and saves some, some money. He goes to the Lost Woods, and he does some weird glitch where he talks to Navi while he's falling into that pond in the Lost Woods, and his character sinks all the way to the bottom so he can swim underneath into Zora's River. <laughs> he then runs out of the Zora's River and makes it all the way with this glitch <laughs> that makes him go flying backwards really quickly over into Kakariko Village, he does the bottle quest. And he gets the with the with the Kukos and he gets the bottle. Yep. He then saves and quits the game, goes back to Kokiri Forest. Or Kokiri Forest, however the hell you want to pronounce it. I always Kokiri. get I hear I, I've heard Kokiri, Kokiri, whatever. Kokiri just sounds weird to me, so I It does sound Kokiri. weird. What is this Kokiri? Blated Kokiri. Yeah. Um so Fiddle Fettle and Rot. He then by that point has enough money saved up to buy the shield. By the way, did you guys know that there's money behind the shop? Yes. In yep. the Kokiri Forest. Yeah. He, he, I remember he, when I found that. I'm like, oh. He, he then goes into the shield. I'm sure I blew somebody's mind on the internet right now. <laughs> he then goes uh, to the Great Deku Tree. He runs all the way to the top really quickly. He jumps. And when he falls down into the web part in the middle of the stage, yep. he hits his sword off the wall in just a way that his guy bounces off and lands on the top platform that you're supposed to run all the way around to get to with the webbing. Yeah. He then does this weird glitch where he jumps off the brick at this right time with a Deku stick and lights the torch so he doesn't have to push any blocks or anything. Rolls back in, does the 23 as the number one thing we all know. Here's the best freaking part. He intentionally allows himself to get hurt by the Dekus on his way there. So he has half of a heart left. So his goal is, and you're going to love this, kill Goma at the exact moment that he gets killed by Goma. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> So he goes in, and here's why he does that. When Goma gets killed and he gets kill, killed at the same time, it counts as him beating Goma. But the door that was shut, which is required to be open for him to do this next glitch I'm going to talk about, the only way to do that is to kill him and get killed at the same time. So he pulls it off, right, while he's explaining this to people <laughs> and talking in this room in front of, I think at, on these, tw tw these streams they're saying they have 40,000 people watching. He just freaking does this. Dies, goes back to the beginning of the dungeon, goes back down the same way with the sword trick and everything like that. When he gets down to the bottom again, the blue light's there, right? And he does this weird glitch. They have done all this math to decide that the way Zelda Ocarina of Time is designed is that there's this bottle glitch. That's where I get the bottle. Yeah. Where if you drop, and I don't know how they figure this out. That's the best part of this. Who discovered these glitches? I know, right? He does this trick where 
he drops the bug out of a bottle, immediately catches one, and for whatever reason, when he does that, and then backflips into the blue warp in, in, at a certain edge, and then whips out the bottle, it turns into an ocarina. <laughs> when it turns into an ocarina and he plays it, it cancels, it plays the animation of the light going up, like it's going to load the cutscene to go mm -hmm. to the next place, but it doesn't. So he's still moving, but the warp light in the dungeon, but the warp light is going up like he's getting taken away on the, the gem. He then goes back to the door, right? Ready for this? At the right frame, and in the right spot of the door, at the exact right frame, and opens it, and he ends up in Ganon's castle as it's falling down. <laughs> as Child Link with the Deku stick. <laughs> oh my god. You have to watch it. If you guys, it's Cosmo. It's um, awesome games done quick, and it's a 22-minute video of him explaining how he does this. And it's just, it's something you have to see to believe. So how the hell does he get the light arrow? Uh, he doesn't have to because he doesn't have to beat Ganondorf. The cutscene that it loads is the cutscene directly after you beat Ganondorf. So you end up in the Ganon's castle. Yeah, you show but... up right there. It doesn't know what to do, so it loads that cutscene with yeah. Ganon because it thinks you're supposed to be there with Ganondorf falling to his knees right and then you have to escape the castle as young link right you do that you get all the way to the final battle against ganon yeah because the deku stick can't be used by link like adult link and that's where you're supposed to fight ganon they never unassigned a value so the way they did the ganon battle according to this thing and again i invite you guys to watch it because it's super cool the way they did the battle every item in the game yeah was assigned a value against ganon that's how they did it so right. Anything but the Master Sword didn't do shit. So, like, for example, the Megaton Hammer or whatever, although that's what I'm, you're supposed to use. Like, certain items, like the Hookshot or the Arrows, are designed to do, like, no damage. Like, zero, right. zero damage. Because the Deku Stick is not supposed to be in your possession or able to be used as an adult, they never change the value. So the Deku Stick is as powerful as the Master Sword is against the fight against Ganon. <laughs> but, wait a minute, wait. But... What? <laughs> so then you roll under his legs, you hit him with the Deku stick. Now, he knocks the Master Sword out of your hand, because that's the way the cutscene's supposed to work, even right. though you never got it. You then run and get it. Now, the Master Sword is now officially a part of Young Link. You can equip the Master Sword as Young Link because you it, it you don't equip it. It attaches automatically to your hand when you pick it up in that battle. Yep. And now you have the Master Sword as Young Link, and you deliver the final blow, and you win the game in 22 minutes. It's the most insane thing. <laughs> but... Yeah, it's insane. Because um, I, I remember, because I beat him once with, um, I, 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 the game told me that I had to use the Master Sword, and I said, fuck that, and I used the Bigoran Sword That's okay, the Bigoran Sword works too. But, yeah. The Bigoran Sword works really well. <laughs> but the Bigoran Sword is not something that you need to have. Right. And that's, what, that's where the dif difference is. That's like an unlockable thing. Yep. So that's how he beats it in 22 minutes, and I really invite you guys to check it out. Maybe we'll check it out during the break a little bit, just Good so I can show you guys. Because it's insane. And it's just, the guy is so awesome. He's, he's so... It's so intoxicating to watch this guy play and talk about his strategies. He beats Wind Waker in 445, and that's insane. He, he does this glitch where you just go flying across the ocean, swimming as Link without even using the boat. <laughs> so the King of Red Lions just becomes... You, you can go from... I don't know if you guys remember the map yeah. of Wind Waker. He goes from Outset Island, some Windfall Island to Outset Island in like uh, five seconds with the super swim glitch. With <laughs> <laughs> it's so great yeah. Link is Aquaman uh, and wrong loads and there's boss skipping and stuff like that of course and all these runs too 
Um, you should see the order they do the dungeons in the the all dungeons run of Ocarina of Time. It's all messed up. What, what, does, he, what does he do? The the forest temple first. The la- nope. Uh, he the first dungeon they do is. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I believe the first dungeon he does is Jabu Jabu's stomach. Oh God, that was. I you can call bullshit on this if you want. That was the next guest that I was gonna have. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my god, have you guys seen Jabba Jabba's stomach in uh, you, Master Quest? No. It's so weird. I are, I I played Master Quest, but I don't remember. There are cows' heads poking out Lord Jabba Jabba. Oh yeah, I really. Yeah, yeah. And they are switches. No, that's gross. You hit them with like the slingshot, and that activates stuff. It's like. Madness that I have stumbled into. Yeah, so it's it's insane to watch all this stuff happen. Like yeah. all these glitches. And the most amazing thing about it to me is not only is this guy talking the whole time under pressure, and he just barely in all these cases they just barely miss the world record that they set themselves. Yeah. But they're talking to you the whole time about all their strategies, and it's insane. It's like how do you do all this at once? It's great. It's a cool watch. Um, some of them are really long. Obviously, four hours and forty five minutes is a lot of time to invest into one thing. So I just left it on in the background. And when you hear people clapping, I would just like rewind like thirty seconds to see what they did. And of course, yeah. it was something insane and. <laughs> Uh, there's some weird stuff in Wind Waker too. There's this thing called zombie bombing. Oh, besides guys... besides swimming at the speed of light. There's a thing called zo- there's a thing called zombie bombing where you can resurrect yourself using the tingle tuner after you blow yourself up because there's a frame where you can mash a button really quick and go flying into the air. But we'll uh, I'll I'll have you guys look at it. The um, other thing I wanted to talk about was Super Meat Boy speed run. Oh God! In the same event, uh, it wasn't the same dude. Somebody beats. Uh, you can talk about I mean, this because you were just playing it. Ready? Yeah. Super. This is why I wanted to wait. So this guy, who's like the speedrun champion for it, beat Super Meat Boy 106%, which is getting everything in the game, beating yep. all the, the the worlds 100%, getting all the bandages, getting all the characters, and beating Dark World as well 100%. Yep, and the internets. He doesn't beat the internets. That's the only oh, thing he doesn't wow. beat, because that's like downloadable levels they kind of add to. Um, basically from... It's still going to blow your mind. Goes... <laughs> he's twitching over here. He goes from world, what, the first world, the forest, all the way, all the way through Cotton Alley in yep. both worlds. Beats the entire game 100% in 1 hour, 47 minutes, and 36 seconds. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's going to go, he's going to walk away, yeah. <laughs> he walks away, yeah. his head hung in shame. Yeah, he's climbing, trying to climb with the window folks. <laughs> Meanwhile, I can think of certain levels that took me an hour and 47 minutes to complete. <laughs> Uh, it, it is it is something to watch as well. What's really cool about that run? I don't want to talk about it too much because we want to move on to other things. Yeah, so I don't, no, get, so got, I don't bore got you. A lot of news. To talk yeah, about. Um, is uh, is um, that uh, during most almost all the entire video, the guys who created Meat Boy are on there on a Skype call, watching it yep. and listening and talking, and they're like, Team "Holy Meat. shit!" They're like, "Freaking <laughs> out, like, dude!" Yeah. <laughs> he, be, you remember the kid? Yep. Guy beats it one shot, right through it, one shot. <laughs> we are humbled by his by this massiveness. I'll just show you that too because it's insane. But anyway, uh, not too too much to show. Let's 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 get out of that because it's really cool. Everybody should check it out on YouTube. Awesome games done quick. It's for a great cause. They have it yearly now. People are always trying to beat each other's records and they add games to it all the time. It's really cool. I'm like really into it. It's really neat. Uh, and I just discovered it this week, so that's why I wanted to talk about it. <laughs> News. News. We're gonna uh, save the big one for last. So you know, news. that's all I have for news. So Tristan or Patrick, you guys can fight news. for it. All right, Tristan. You want Rochambeau for it? Rochambeau for what? Who goes first? Eh, I don't have any news. Oh, pff. besides well, the big one. Okay, which is all besides I have. Besides the big one. Well, I got I got some smaller news. Okay, 
So, a, a few episodes ago, we talked about what Nintendo's doing with Let's Plays, right? Mm-hmm. And how, basically, they are putting a blanket. We get all of the uh, advertising revenue for all of your Let's Plays. I out. Well, apparently, in counter to this, uh, these Paradox Interactive, the guys behind the uh, you know Cities in Motion and Leviathan Warship series, I haven't seen this anywhere on the website, but apparently they've put out the exact opposite. They put out a blanket, um, basically a blanket statement saying anyone can use footage from our games. Yeah, I saw that for commercial yeah. use. Yeah, yeah. For let's, and they specifically call out let's plays. <clears throat> and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, thank you, Paradox Interactive. I don't own any of your games, but if I did, I would totally let's play them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what uh, do they make? What games do they? Uh, so the, the like I said, they did uh, like Cities in Motion, oh, okay. Leviathan Warships. Okay, okay. Um, they, they've done a few of the simulator games. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> now, if only I, a developer that had a game that I actually played and enjoyed. I know, right? I'm like, <coughs> great Bungie. precedent. Good guys. Did they do that? No, just oh. you know. You're just saying they should. Hoping, yeah, wishful thinking. I think going forward, especially <clears throat> with the social media climate and with the new generation being so focused on social, especially with PlayStation. I know. Right? I think that it it is imperative for these companies to do that to allow somebody to just show their stuff because I think personally that that's kind of what brings people into that culture. Mm-hmm. I can't even think about how many people probably went back and bought games like Amnesia. Because of, because of all the Let's Plays that were exactly. available for it. I mean, I wouldn't have probably played it if it wasn't for yeah. those Let's Plays. And yeah. I did. Yeah. 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 So There's ba- a lot yeah. of games like that. Yeah, so basically Paradox is as long as you <clears throat> uh, give the give the copyright notice. So this game mm-hmm. is copyright Paradox Games. You can use the, the footage however you want. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's great. Oh, Tristan, on a side note, have you seen the uh, the the video? It's um how, how to avoid the Nintendo. Yes. <laughs> the it's, Nintendo copyright <laughs> thing. It's Super Mario World. Backwards, backwards, black and white, color inverted, and with sonic sound effects and music. Yeah. So when he collects a coin, it's the sound of getting a ring. Yeah. And my video is under ten minutes. When he he jumps, like. Yep. It's like, and my video is under ten minutes. Take that, Nintendo. Um, that's my first bit of news. The other bit of news I have. They finally announced a new Guilty Gear game. Oh, okay. Yay! Tristan is the only one in the world screaming and hollering for joy. Yay, new Guilty Gear! Well, well I mean, not, I'm not sure there are five or six other yeah, people. Yeah, five or six well, others. Well, here's yeah. the big thing, though. Uh, so it's Guilty Gear Xard. However the hell that's going to be pronounced. It's XRD. XRD. Crossred. <laughs> How it is. But what really makes me happy. Extreme Crossfire. research and development. Crossfire, <laughs> you'll get caught up in the crossfire. Uh, <laughs> no, what really makes me happy about this though is that one of the main characters, Saul Bad Guy, that's his name. His name is Saul Bad Guy. <laughs> this is Guilty Gear, folks. Um, he's being voiced in this new game by my absolute favorite Japanese voice actor, Joji Nakata. Uh, if you're not, if, for those of you who don't know, uh, he does the Japanese Who's, voice. Who is everybody? <laughs> He does the Japanese voice of Alucard from Helsing. Um, he does. He did the voice of uh, Beyond the Grave in Gungrave. He he was in Escaflone. He's in a ton of stuff. Um, and he's my absolute like favorite Japanese voice actor. Oh my god, I love his voice. And he's playing. And he's voicing one of the main characters. And I was just like, <laughs> I squeed a little, <laughs> just, just a little. Um, That's okay. I got my picture taken with Nathan Fillion. 
Oh, you lucky bastard. Um, <laughs> and I was watch I was watching the announcement trailer and I'm like, wait, that voice. <laughs> it, is it? The and man. then is it? And then there's an actual like an actual title screen that's Saul Saul Bad Guy, voiced by Joshi Nakata. I'm like, Yes! <laughs> so fire. They've just announced that they're doing it, though. There's no, like, release date yet, and I'm like, oh my god, was, why are you making me wait? That was like that Nintendo E3 conference where where the guy, well, I think it was, like, freaking uh, Sakurai walks out, and he's just like, yeah, he's, like, scratching his head. He's like, yeah, we're gonna come out with another Smash Brothers at some point. And then he, like, turns around and walks away. Do you remember that, even that press conference? <laughs> not, 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 not vividly, but I do. <laughs> um, and everyone's like, okay. we just what? talked about Smash Brothers again. Yeah, I know. Did I know. we miss a week it's, last week? It's bad. Well, we played a bunch this week too with with Brett and everything. Yeah, but I mean, like, what, we, we oh. did we talk about it last week? Because I uh, I don't I don't think we honestly. did. Oh, we broke. We, our... I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure we brought it up sometime. I'll, I'll go back and <laughs> we listen broke to our... it. Oh, I hope we didn't break our streak. <laughs> well, folks, I blame Ryan. Speaking uh, of disappointing press conferences, yep. Xbox One was released or announced. Announced. It, not the Delta. Yeah. Not the Infinity. And it as a big old. St- Steaming pile of unconfirmed. <laughs> they are still arguing with people that it things is, are unconfirmed. It is big. <laughs> it is it huge. Is, it is huge. It is a big mama of a system. It is a big no. mama. I'm the... no. I'm saying it's a big steam steam pile of unconfirmed. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. So the big stuff. The they basically big... they basically showed us the Betamax player. Yeah. Talked about. Um, some the big stuff. thing is that you could get TV through it. Yeah, that yep. was kind of cool. I, I I liked it. I thought it was neat. people are I'm people are opposite. complaining. Uh, like, I guess you're one of them. Uh, they're they're they're, uh, they're bitching at them for it. Here's here's my stance. If I want to watch TV, I'll just switch over to my cable box. But honestly, I don't watch broadcast television anymore. Between Netflix, Hulu, Crunchyroll, and iTunes. I've got more TV shows than I could watch. But what about the what about the people that want they want to be, have access to like, uh, for instance, Game of Thrones, but don't have HBO? You can't do it anyways. How do you know? I've what? tried. <laughs> well, so my my thought I have there, fucking tried. So see, I, do not talk to me about my quest to watch Game of Thrones. I'm not. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to try to go against Rage Rage Hype Boy over here. Well, I uh, see. See, the problem is, I know nothing about it other than it's just television, and people are up in arms about it. Yeah. And my reaction when people get pissed off about something that is kind of well, the other thing too is below that that was, the level, you know, like well, the other thing too is that that was like the huge part. Yeah. Of their conference was yeah. you can also watch TV on did it. You see, did you guys see the YouTube video? Yo, dog, we heard you like TV. So now you can watch TV on your TV through your did Xbox. You, did you guys see the um the video of the press conference that they showed? And it was just we showed every announcer and it was just like TV, 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 TV. And it was and then one guy just goes, sports, 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 sports. Because then it went to the EA one. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. fun. It was so funny. Well that's the that's the problem though. Is that they 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 said like the day before that they're not going to really be doing much game stuff. Yeah, and th- and that they were going to be saving it for E three because E three it was in nineteen days, mm-hmm. which made a certain degree of sense because in the past Microsoft has been bitched at for talking about features like the television mm-hmm. in their E three press conference. And I don't understand why. I don't understand why because this yeah. is a feature that isn't necessary to the enjoyment of the system. Like yeah, but it's no, a feature. but you know what? And you know what? 
Like uh, I like I have Crunchyroll access on my PS3, as I'm yeah, sure you yeah. do. I'm not. I don't ever watch Crunchyroll with my PS3, but it's there. It's you know, I don't complain either. about it. Why is there Crunchyroll on my PS3? Yeah. And, yeah. It doesn't really bother me, and for the same reason, it doesn't really bother me. I think it's going to be a great solution for people who want to consolidate their home entertainment right. systems, and I think that and would... The, and people who want to consolidate their home entertainment systems and who have to use Connect to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, whatever. Well, we don't know. Connect 2.0 might not be the steaming pile of achievement hurting. Uh, I, don't, I, just, I just don't get the uh, appeal of Connect personally. I mean, it's, I again... Either. It's one of those things that's just there for me. Yeah. Well, I, I I can tell you exactly what the appeal is because I played it. Yeah. And I well, to a degree, it's so that a bunch of friends can sit in a room and play Just Dance and all look like idiots together. Yeah. You can do that and have Wii, fun. I mean, you know, it's it's a. I mean, I hate to belittle it because it's it's still an impressive idea. Mm-hmm. And and it's outside of gaming uses have been pretty cool. Yeah. Like the uses of Connect outside of gaming, have been pretty pretty stellar. Yeah, but when you're trying to do a voice command in Madden 13, see, I think I think that's where that's where the Connect's going to take off. If they, I know they give developers tools to use it now, but I think if they right. really allow it to become more of a first party integration Not into their developers. systems, well, <laughs> I think that if they. It's getting a lot of Microsoft hate aura from yeah, that I'm getting a Microsoft corner of the room. Aura, aura, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I will also tell you uh, some of the other things was like that were mentioned were no backwards compatibility. Yeah, yeah. that. Uh, yep. So which is guys, par, which is par for the course, except the Wii plays Wii Wii one game. Wii U plays yeah. Wii one games. Um, but so so Grand Theft Auto Five, the most anticipated game of the year, will not be playable on the Xbox on the, on on the, the Xbox Four on the PS Four. Yeah. I think I think that's I, I think they're but, gonna they're gonna sell tons of units though. I mean, they're, they're well. And it, well, supposedly, and again, this is all unconfirmed because nothing really has been confirmed um, because it's not out yet. Um, there's supposedly going to be some sort of software update down the road, or it's supposedly plausible that there's going to be a software I update will never down ever the road. never ever believe anything like that ever. Yeah, uh, I've been burned too many times by think by by talk of, of well, that I nature. Mean, I mean, but it by I mean, I'm not saying that 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 redeems it. I'm saying that it's okay. rumored, right? And, and I mean, that's that's what we're dealing with is a lot of right. rumors. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, other stuff we can say. So, solo developers cannot publish on on XBLA under under the Xbox One. If you're you if you're a solo publisher, you're not going to be on Xbox. Are you talking about the elimination of? Uh... The borders between arcade, indie, and AAA, because that was just announced today, and I and I read it as something completely different. Oh no no no! It's if you want to, if you are a developer and you want to publish on X on Xbox Live or on Xbox Live, you need to have a sponsor like oh. EA or Activision or like <laughs> one of the big names. You can't just do it as your own company. Please send all your hate mail to castatthreeheadedboy.com. <laughs> and they're going to charge you for playing pre-owned games. That yeah, is also that. unconfirmed because there were like 30 different rumors about that. That's the other thing is that you can't get a straight answer from anyone on Microsoft on any of these that's questions. Because they, that's because the problem is, and I said this already, is they don't know what they're talking it, about. It's like they're playing this so close to the vest. They talked about what they knew 
And now people are making, like, even before the thing was yeah. even released, people were speculating about the name of it like it was like it was a big deal. They were speculating about um, uh, used games. They were speculating about um, the price, the, the always online DRM. They yep. spe- which turned out to be wrong. It's wrong, yeah. No, no, no the, the console is always on. No, the Kinect is always on. The Kinect is always on. Which, it's watching you. All the time. But So don't put it in the bedroom. But, I mean... I mean in, right, Xbox, Microsoft's going to have a lot of fun. And that's just so silly. I know you can't turn the camera off, but you may want to turn away. Yeah. But, <laughs> see, here's the thing about that, though. The Kinect just goes... Here's the thing about that. <laughs> This is not the first time that a console has had always-on functionality. No. The Wii had it. Because, yeah, the Wii had it. It was useless as fuck, but it <laughs> no. had it. But hey, it Luigi sent it. me his updates. Yeah. He wanted to play Super Mario and Galaxy 2. If, if the console being always-on is that much of a trouble, or, excuse me, if the Kinect being always-on is that much of a problem, unplug it! Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> um, I don't want Microsoft watching me while I sleep. Unplug the Kinect. Yeah. But then I have to get up. <laughs> for for those of you techies, Xbox, unplug yourself. I don't know what you mean, Dave. <laughs> Tristan, I don't know what you're, what you're talking about. See, that's a feature. Speaking of laziness, I want a multiple disc changer in a system. I want to have be nice. I want to have three games in my nice. system, and I want to be able to pick which one I want. I want the PS4 to have no discs, but that's me. Anyway, um, <laughs> and a huge huge ass hard drive with ex- with expansion capability. No uh, cloud. What's that? Use the cloud. <clears throat> sure. <laughs> and uh, so to go over some of the geek tech specs, 8 gigs of RAM, DDR3 compared to the DDR5, PS4, and whatever. Uh, they've co- they confirmed a 500 gigabyte hard drive yeah. in the system, but I don't think what? Sony's confirmed anything yet. This is just to spark flame wars, basically, is what I'm doing right yeah. here. Well, Sony hasn't complained much. It hasn't confirmed. has confirmed even less. Yeah, they have. Yeah. In fact, in fact, they, <laughs> they made up shit as they were going. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear about... They're like... And the new system will have 8 gigs of DDR5 memory and then somewhere in the, the confines of a naughty dog <laughs> of a naughty dog cubicle the, the president was saying wait what? <laughs> apparently I don't know if we talked about this in, a, in another episode but apparently up until the, the, the release of the PlayStation 4 all the first party developers that have had the toolkits for, for, yep. for months were under the impression that the PS4 only had 4 gigabytes of memory and then yep. they just went on stage at 8 <laughs> and everybody's like, okay. <laughs> see, see here's, here's the thing. Is that I, I honestly could care less how much memory my console has. Like, console specs, I don't give a crap about. I care about the games they're going to be playing on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? Are, is there going to be any... Th- that's the big thing. Is, that, is there really going to be any vast... Is this going to make a vast improvement in my gaming experience? Yay or nay? And to be honest, with both the PS4 and the Xbox One announcements, nay! Yeah. yeah. I, I there's, mean, there's no big positive enhancement yeah. to the games I'm playing. I've been defending the Xbox One, and that's mostly because... I You're mean, an Xbox fanboy. Well, <laughs> let's, let's, let's back that up just a hair. It's, it's because, it's because I, what I see is on both sides, and I defend the Xbox One mostly because it's come under attack the most recently, yeah. is there's a lot of what I feel to be irrational anger and and we touched on this earlier with the television announcements like how is that stopping you from playing games is what you know like you said I think PS I think the Xbox One is suffering from um, PlayStation 3 syndrome yeah which is people can't people just can't I mean it's a typical human nature thing people can't just stay with one thing for a long time right right 
when PS3 came out, it was Xbox 360 all the way, all this media stuff. And the PS3 kind of built its empire slowly and then but surely would kind of right. put itself along the same grounds as Xbox with different features and stuff like that. And I think that it's just switching this generation. People have been playing Xbox for seven years now. Yep. And now they want to change. And right. their change is PS4. And now the Xbox One is what's coming under fire. And I think it's just yep. like one of those vicious circles that just and, kind and, of... And, and that being said, I'm like Tristan, I'm completely like... I hear things every now and then. It's like, well, that's nice, but I still don't want it. Yeah. Like, I can still play Destiny. Yeah. I can still play GTA Five if I ever decide to get it. Yeah. Um. And it's like, okay, so PS4, they didn't show us the console. They showed us the games. Yeah. For Xbox, they showed us the console and haven't shown us the games. But they said they wouldn't. Right, because of, because of E3. Yeah. But I'm still just like, guys. They do have 15 exclusives, supposedly, including... including the supposedly Alan, including the alan wake developer eh. which i be, i've been told by a friend of mine alan wake is one of the best kept secrets in gaming well we both downloaded it by the way i bought it too yeah it's not it was on sale it may still be on sale when we post this hopefully i'll post it quickly and you guys can t- try it yeah, out it was on sale for 83 percent off so you yeah, could get five bucks you could get a five dollar game that was supposedly very well told and very unique and i i, I personally have just heard a lot of mixed things about alan wake yeah. Um, I'm excited to try it. It's one of the games I just don't. Well, you like I've got that. so much other stuff yeah. to do. Now I'm gonna make a sweeping, outrageous generalizations here. But you like Bastion, right? Yes. Okay. Well, Bastion is kind of like. Uh, Bastion is considered like a hipsterish, a, a hipsterish game. Oh, I'm guess, Well, I'm I, no, I'm making I'm making a generalization because yes, I'm, because it's not. It's not a game that your casual gamer is going to oh, get. Okay, it's okay. a game. It's the game that it's it's very niche. Yeah. Okay, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, that makes it, more sense. Yeah, it, that makes more sense. And I have a friend that uh, he's very very niche game. He plays the Swan Journey, Bastion. I, I want to play the unfinished, the unfinished Swan. Swan. You mean? Yeah, the yeah. Unfinished Swan. Uh, I really want to play that. Uh, he was a bit. He's a big Metro fan. Which up until last light was kind of like a, another unkept secret. With 2033 was a really good game that nobody knew about. Yeah. Uh, and Alan Wake was in last week's episode. Anyway, yeah. continue. Way, but um, Alan Wake is another one of his favorites. So I mean, generally his taste in games, and, and uh, if you go on a scale of one to ten, I find the games that he really loves are about a seven for me. And uh, that's simply because they're so. Some of them are so out there. Mm-hmm. Like, um, oh god, what was the one that he really liked? That I was like, what the fuck. Um, It'll come to me. Either way, it was. But the, those games that had these new, these new ideas and the frogs, <laughs> or maybe it was Prometheus. That's a movie. No, not Prometheus. What the hell is it? It's the one. It's the one where you have a journey, but you kind of control it, but you don't really. Journey. No, not journey. <laughs> it's it's this really like artsy journey oh. through the seasons. Oh oh oh! Your walk. Maybe. The one that takes place over years, like years and years and years, and you like fast forward time. Yeah, and you and you. Is it two D, like a platformer? No, it's 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 uh it's three D first person. And you're kind of traveling through this really colorful environment, and oh, and it and it's like an adventure game, right? Yeah, and you control where you're going, but not really because you always end up at the same place. I think it's um, it's. It is Year Walk. I'm thinking of it. Year Walk is the game I'm thinking of. That's the right title. I was thinking of the wrong game. I'm thinking of a whole different game when I was what I was talking right. about. 
It's the one that's like you're in a forest and there's like a layer yeah. of trees and then you push forward and it goes forward to the next layer and there's more trees and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's your walk. Yeah. But it's like, that wasn't it. But that's another game that goes in that. <laughs> See, because I have, because no, I really can't, I can't think of it. Right. I don't, it was a game that I just didn't like and I just stopped playing it. Right. So, but it's similar stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it is like niche games are, what was my point? I don't remember. I don't even oh, remember. Niche talking... games, niche games, niche games. Bastion, and we were talking about something that you were talking about that wasn't Bastion, that was in a similar vein, and we were talking about Xbox. Uh... Oh, fuck! I can't think of what it was. <laughs> I forgot Uh-oh. my point. I I, I I articulated myself so much that I forgot what my point was. If you remember our point, Bastion is a hipster us. game. Was that 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 I said, and I used hipster as kind of as yeah loosely for niche, which was a mistake. Yeah, that's okay. Um. We've forgiven you for now. <sighs> Shit. This is bad. <laughs> this is really bad. What did we learn today, kids? Bastion is a game for hipsters. <laughs> um, unfinished one. Alan Wake. We were talking Alan about Wake, Alan Wake. That's the one. And you're that, talking about your friend who has yeah, like, things yeah, weird. Okay. I, like, I'm anticipating that it's going to be that same kind of thing where oh. it's not perfect. Right. Because we were means. talking about right. exclusives. Yes. Yep. The Xbox supposedly is 15 quote-unquote 15 yep and one of them is done by the alan wake people right so i so my my generalization that i made was that and that i was getting to was that if you like bastion and this guy loved bastion alan wake might be in the same vein and that you might you might find that you like it it was my generalization that was completely probably unfounded and Dear God, I'm oh, absolutely, completely. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, what I will say is this: uh, for me, Tristan uh, looks like he's in pain. <laughs> for me, for me, when I uh, when Wind Waker comes out, I'll buy a Wii U. When Last Guardian comes out, I'll buy a PS4. And I'm not sure yet on the Xbox when that new well, when, yeah, when Call of out. Doggy comes out, you'll buy it. <laughs> that is the most hilarious thing I have ever seen. Yes, because it, there's so much forum traffic on that too. There's yeah. ju- there's just as much as about the television thing. Yep. Interesting. Call of Doggy. Modern Warfare. Yeah. So cool. Uh, so that's that's news. Xbox I, One stuff. Yeah, I, I think I've vented all my spleen when it comes to the Xbox. <laughs> there you go. And I tried to play Devil's Advocate, even though I didn't really say anything about the PS4. Yeah. I will tell you that my experiences recently thinking and reminiscing over like Xbox was what it what it did for me this generation was it solidified arcade and indie titles. Yeah. Um, and it did it better than any other system where all the best exclusives that were games like that, like a Fez or a Super Meat Boy or a Bastion were released first in Xbox Live Summer of Arcade. And then yep. PS4, and then, excuse me, Eventually, PS3 came with Journey and Unfinished Swan. Which are more like yeah. these, PS4, PS, Xbox was more of a old school, this when is a started. fucking great game. When yeah. it, well, the Xbox Live service, Trials. when it started, was like that. It felt right. to me like the games that were released on Arcade, for the most part, and there's obviously okay. some clear you know, games that aren't like this were more like focused on like, like nostalgia and right. creating these really hardcore, just great tight yep. experiences. And I felt like the PS4, yeah. PS4. Wow. PS3. I felt like the, the PS3 went along the lines of these very artsy and weird, like Nobi Nobi right. boys and um, ger- anything Nino that Kuni. that game company made. Nino Kuni is just an RPG, but, yeah. right, but what's going on now is that now um, X, uh, Microsoft was kind of, 
dug themselves into a hole yeah. with the indie developers. Yeah, I know that what's their faces hate them. The Super Meat Boy guys absolutely, absolutely hate them. Team Meat. Microsoft. Team Meat, yeah. That's, the, yeah. that's their name, yeah. They absolutely hate those guys. Yeah, so now the big push for indie games is probably going to be the PlayStation. Potentially. Yeah. Or the well, Wii. supposedly, the PlayStation was the place for indie games anyway because... And, and I find this really, like, underhanded is them saying they're for the gamers. Because mm-hmm. ultimately... Ultimately, both of the systems are for the consumer. Yeah, not the gamer. Yeah, and I mean it's not it's not like basically what I said, and and I I didn't play a PS3 this generation, and that was simply because I didn't have any desire to. I got my Xbox, I I got my Halo when, and I played with my friends, but with the P with the P with Sony, what my point was going to be is that Microsoft made all this money on advertising. And nobody wanted to go with Sony because they had a couple fiascos. Right. So, I always have trouble acknowledging the for the gamers tag mm-hmm. because I wonder, well, how much would they be for the gamers if they had the same advertising that Microsoft had this right. generation? Right, right, right. So, I mean, I, like I said, I, like I was trying to say earlier, I've been trying to play it even-handed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when I, when I was shopping for, for my console, it I was... I was talking, do I want to do Xbox or do I want to do PS3? Yep. And it came down to this. If I went with an Xbox, I'd be getting Halo and I'd be getting Res HD. Yeah. And I really wanted Res HD. Which never which never happened, right? No, it happened. Oh, it did happen? Okay. It happened. Yeah, it happened. Oh, yeah. Uh, if I went with a PS3, I was getting Ratchet & Clank. I was getting... Oh, God. I was getting Ratchet and Clank. I was getting Metal Gear Solid. I was getting Journey. I was getting. I had just had. I made this whole list. Right. And I was just like, you know what? I'm willing to give up Halo. Because honestly, after Halo Two, I was kind of like, eh, with the series. Um, and Res HD, you know, it'd be great to have that. But not really something I need. When I was picking out what system I was going to own this generation, I went, I'll have one of you, and one of you, <laughs> and one of you. For those of you who don't, who don't know us, Dan is the one who lives in a nice house. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, yeah. I'll take this and this and this. Well, and this. To, to be clear, I did have a Wii. The Wii yeah. was actually the first one. The Wii I was the first one I had, too. As well. Yep. And it was for Twilight Princess exclusively and Mario Galaxy. Yeah, it was for, uh, for me, it was for Twilight Princess and a couple other games that then it became for Wii Sports and then Brawl. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, Brawl too. Yeah. Oh my god, when Brawl came out, we were <gasps> so hyped about Brawl. Oh my god. It oh got, my... it got to the point where we would just we'd we'd meet each other at home and just go, Brawl, 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 Brawl. Like we were following the, the releases like every day. Uh me m- myself as well. Yeah. yeah. Just to have something to do, like part about, you know, eat your breakfast and brush your teeth and yeah. check out the Super Smash Bros. website and see yep. what's going on. And be like, Super Smashes? <gasps> yeah. Tell and, me more, Nintendo. Yeah. I'm so glad that literally every time we're getting towards our our, uh, our break, we start talking about Super Smash Bros. And just this wonderful like wake-up call. It happened once again. <laughs> yep. We need to go on breaks <laughs> now. insane. We literally can't wait any longer uh, when we come right. back. Yeah. Because we talked about Super Smash Bros. And the rule, rule 2... Of the spoiler cast is when you start talking about Super Smash Bros. It's time to go to break. So, That's gonna be the next turn, I think. <laughs> so when we get back uh, from the break, we're gonna talk about Bastion. We're gonna talk about the ending. We're gonna talk a lot about the gameplay, you know, and how it harkens back to games of yore. Stay tuned. Remember, niche.
Welcome back, folks. Um, that was Patrick talking a little bit about his escapades at Ottawa Comic Con. That's Next where time he you was. Tell me you're recording so I can actually get in front of the mic. It's all good. We we were picking it up. <laughs> it's all good. It's totally cool. I like to I like to do a little candid camera here and then. Um, so. Uh, last chance, last warning. We are about to spoil uh, Bastion and talk a- about it in depth. So if you haven't played it and you are sort of on the fence about playing it or you don't want to be spoiled, please stop listening now. You have been warned. Warned. <laughs> cool. So uh, Bastion, we decided that we would go back in time. A couple of years, I think. It was two years ago, maybe. Summer of Arcade, I believe it was. Not last year, but two years ago, Summer of Arcade. Yep. So we wanted to talk about Bastion and... It was a game that I had almost finished at the time. <laughs> uh, in fact, in going back and trying to play it again to finish it, I realized that I could not finish it in the state I was in. I had a bunch of idols or vigils set, and I just could not hey, deal. A bunch of idols. Vigils idols. are what you unlock, remember? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, idols. So I I had to restart the game and start from scratch, and it was a it was a blast. Yeah. Ah. I, so I uh, start so it, talking. It, yeah, it had, so it had been a while. It had been a while since I played, so I started over again as well. I basically the first day off I had, I was like, okay, time to do this again. I just spent like the whole day playing Bastion. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're done. There yep, it's go. just as good as I remember. And the second time through, I went through and did some of the. I so first time through, I rescued Zolf, and mm-hmm. I and I didn't do the rewind. Okay, right. Um, you know, I, I did like the Paragon ending, mm-hmm. which, for the record, is what Dan and I also did. Yeah, yeah. So, so this time, the second time, I've gone back. I went back and I didn't save Zolf, and I did the rewind. Yeah. So I saw the exact opposite ending. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not, so ba- basically, whether or not you save Zolf, depend. All it really affects is that last little bit. Uh, so. You got you guys saved him, so you saw where mm-hmm. you know you're walking out, you're carrying him with you, right. and you yep. go through all that. Which um, is almost which is almost uh, evocative of uh, Journey. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. Except instead of working against the elements, you're working against Zolf's people who are trying to kill you. Yeah. Well, so murder. I mean, murder, <laughs> yeah. murder the shit out of you because at this point you've basically walked through their capital, destroying everything in your path like a mighty god of vengeance. Um. <laughs> And actually, yeah. actually, before you before you go further, an interesting hypothetical occurred to me. What if, and this is a dangerous question to ask in in the in the art of game story writing. What if you just told Zolf, "Stay here, I'll be back in five minutes," and then basically took out all the Yura and then said, "All right, you're coming with me. Let's go." Like you wouldn't have had such an epic like emotional scene at the end, right? But I think they were also. Um kind of pounding on him so it's sort of you can't do that right he's you can't get, you really can't leave him he's gonna get beaten to a ball you pull no no i mean like like put it's... him in a safe spot oh i see oh, what you're right. saying so carry yeah. him off and then say well you drop yeah. you drop the the weapons or yes you, in yeah. order to carry yeah. him you have to drop right. the battering ram but that it just it just seems like and obviously this is this is the part of storytelling you make it you make the choice is made and there. You know, you have certain choices and you make them and you can't really go back. Mm-hmm. But some, I'm just, I'm speculating, you know, what if, what was that? <laughs> that was my phone, which I thought I put on silent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, it's actually about the, uh, the it's an update from Tobuscus Adventures. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
But like, I thought I put that on like uh, there were there were, there were other what if sections like. Uh, it's it's just it's just part of what I do with the end of endings of games. Mm-hmm. Like when I speculated about uh, in Bioshock Infinite mm-hmm. about you know uh, all those strange things. <laughs> you can watch the Bioshock Infinite episode yeah. for those spoilers. No cross contamination. Yep. We did yeah. this last week. Yeah, no cross contamination last week yeah. almost with the same but, freaking game. Yeah, uh, right. but uh, like and, and to use an example from a from a game that probably a lot of people know better, uh, the Halo Three ending. Mm-hmm. What if the Master Chief hadn't been sitting in the cargo hold mm-hmm. and had been up front with the Arbiter? Right, right. Like you know, and it's and it's part of that. You want to have the very that by human nature, you want to have everybody okay at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like right. you don't want to take all those arrows in the back, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you yeah. want everyone to have the happy ending. Right, especially especially in a game like like Bastion, where there's so much characterization and you have you get such an like an emotional attachment to some of the characters, right? right. Um, well, so so for you guys who haven't, for you two who haven't seen the other ending yet, um, yeah. So so if you leave Zolf, you pick the battling round back up, and you walk out, and all those Ura who shoot arrows at you, yep, you get to crush them, mm-hmm. and you basically just destroy the last their last bastion of their civilization mm-hmm. to grab the last shard, right? Um. Now, if you do the rewind, so, well, basically, basically, whether or not you save Zolf, uh, if you do the rewind ending, it doesn't really matter at all. Right. Because uh, time's been rewound. Right, because everything's been rewound. Anyways, if you do the take off and explore option, it the only difference it makes there is whether or not, whether or not he's well. there with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, the big, re- the, the big decider on whether or not to save Zolf is if you want to have that emotionally mm-hmm. charged ending. Right. Uh, like with characterization mm-hmm. with the character or if you want to have a sort of vengeful dear god now i finally get to take out my aggression on these pain in the ass enemies mm-hmm. who've been bugging me and that also depends on how much you attached to uh, Zolf. to dissolve through the through the dream sequence exactly um now the rewind ending the rewind ending um is actually probably the more touching of the two mm-hmm. Uh, of the two different endings, uh, until I mean, well, because so <laughs> we'll if you, cause if you do the the fly off ending, you know it's like yay right. we're you know new beginnings, yeah. we get to explore, but there's, but there's no sort of like um, uh, resolve to it, right? If you do the go back ending, uh, so if you do the rewind ending during the end credits, you are shown illustrations of the characters sort of re- almost kind of reclaiming what each of them has lost in a way. Right. So there's there's a picture of the kid, he's on the rippling walls, he's working. Uh, there's a picture of Rux in his uh, in his laboratory, you know, doing new calculations and stuff. You see uh, Zia playing her playing playing her harp to a crowd of people. And the most in my opinion the most touching one is you see Zolf with his fiance. Mm-hmm. And like they're actually like getting married and it's like, oh because that's the big thing. About that. that. Each of the characters loses something. Right. Yep. It is, that's the important thing, is that every character has lost something. Rux has lost something. The kids lost something. Zia's lost something. I lost my bag of marbles. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's that's kind of the, the big thing of the rewind ending, is a chance to keep those. Even though you might lose them again. Even though you might lose them again. Which, which is... Which... It, yeah. New Game Plus. Exactly. It, so here's the thing. So... 
So with New Game Plus, no. So when you do the rewind ending, mm-hmm. it's, it's like you know we've done this, but there's a chance that it'll just happen over again, mm-hmm. which leads you right into the New Game Plus. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to do a New Game Plus. Do the rewind ending your first time through. Mm-hmm. Because then it actually makes sense. Right. Because you rewound, but... You've learned from your mistakes. Well, no, no, no. Because when you do the rewind, they don't remember. Uh, well, you learn. Remember you, as the, you, as the you as the player, player have. Yeah. Um, but it happens again. Mm-hmm. Even though you've done the rewind and you've been through all this, you can't change... The fate. History. Right. This will happen. The calamity will exist. The calamity will exist. Um, but when you do the new game plus, you get different dialogue too. Um, like it's when you get to the first time I noticed it was was when you got to the saloon. When he gets the shield, yep. Brooks goes, "I, I feel like I've talked about this before. Like this seems really familiar, haven't I? Nah, I, I must be imagining things. Um, so like if you do that, there's like this hint of maybe there's slowly kind of remembering." Mm-hmm. In, you know, the prior iterations. Um, so, so if you're going to do New Game Plus, the first time you play through, do the rewind ending. Because then it makes more sense. And it's more like a reconnected... Not, yeah, I guess I guess a reconnected storyline is the way to put it. It's also if you like being a mass murderer and then mm. being responsible for all those deaths yeah. again. Again. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it seems to me that the, that the take-off and explore ending is kind of like the true... The saves all and take-off and explore ending. Is in my mind kind of like the true ending, um, the happy ending, or, right? The, it's the happy ending, the paragon ending, and, and like the real ending of the game. Because after that, if you do it that way, and then do the new game plus, it doesn't really make sense because the cataclysm hasn't happened again. I keep calamity. saying cataclysm. It's not cataclysm. Calamity. It's like calamity. The calamity. 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 Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo. Um. Yeah, I mean, oh, also in New Game Plus, once you do New Game Plus, you get a fourth dream sequence. Uh-oh. For Rux, Ooh. for the narrator. That's cool. Yeah. So um, does he talk about himself in the third person? No. Oh. Uh, it's, I think it's like In the 20, second person. No, no, I think it's like 28 visions long. Holy. Where like the kids is like 12. Right. Oh my god, this is hard. Uh, on on Steam, there's an achievement for completing it with all ten idols invoked. Um, and I'm just like, no, how could any mortal do that? I want to I go out on a limb and, and, and say that. I think that the idols are potentially the most brilliant part of the game, in my opinion. Yes. Um, beyond the weapons and, and that sort of choice. And the reason I say that is my, my, my biggest shtick with games is the difficulty curve and how it's handled usually and the way difficulty is usually handled is you have easy normal hard and extreme or whatever you can't unlock extreme until you beat the game on you beat the game one time or whatever and right. then it unlocks it and and all this and all this shit and it usually equates to the enemies take more take more hits take more hits do more damage or in the case of half-life 2 have better ai yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, i had a friend a friend he went in he hacked uh, the Half-Life 2 difficulty modes. Oh, yeah? Oh, God. He went into hard. Really? He selected hard, and then went back, and they found a glitch where you can uh, re- reset the difficulty 
back, but keeping the same base numbers. Mm -hmm. So he set it to hard. Did the glitch. To, so hard became the new easy. Mm -hmm. And they set it to hard again. Okay. So it was basically hard times two. Okay. And what it, what in Half-Life, what it affects is it affects um, uh, NPC decision trees. So the harder the difficulty, the better tactics they use. Really? But it also affects stuff like their aim. <laughs> so on hard times two, usually the first combine shoulder you come across yeah. shoots you in the fucking head and you die. Oh, on hard times two, right? On hard times two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because you mean the, you mean the guy with the can? No, no, no. no the guy that shoots you. So yeah. when you walk into this hallway and there's a guy brutally b beating off this woman, you kill him with the crowbar. And you get but the pistol. But then there's a second guy with a pistol that you have to kill, I think. There's right. one guy with, with uh, like a stick, and there's one guy with a pistol. And after you kill the guy with the stick, the guy with the pistol starts shooting at you. And that guy kills you right in one shot? It, like, 95% of the time, he will kill you in a single shot to your unprotected face. Oh, my God. That is hard times two difficulty. Yeah, but is that even possible? I mean, Seems that's Yeah. Yeah, his friend actually beat the game on hard times two. Uh, Half-Life 2 is a game for masochists. How much hair does he have left? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could spend a whole week talking about half-life 2 oh just half-life in general aren't even just difficulty curves yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyways, anyways ooh, that sounds like a great time <laughs> well anyways back to the idols yeah um i think that um for me like and it's the same way that, like halo does with the skulls in that um it rather than having you choose this rote difficulty you can choose what your difficulty is in a very specific way right but unlike a lot of those other games where it's literally just there for kicks Right. This actually, affects exactly how you, you progress. And and what rewards you get. And it rewards you. So the more of these idols which enhance the difficulty of the game by making enemies faster or, you know, explode when they die or whatever it is. Yeah. Or harder, attack more voraciously. Attack, attack faster. Exactly. Um oh god. Uh I think the most annoying mm -hmm. one is there's one you can pick where they will I forget which one it is, but they will randomly ignore hits. Oh my god. So you take this time, you know, you set up this nice carbine shot, and pink, ignored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's all these there's all these um, difficulty options you can set, and the more of these you put on at a time, the more experience you get from each kill. Or from and each the more company. money. Yeah. Uh, or, well, or that's the, what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah that's tr that's true as well. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So the more the more money you get to spend, so it kind of is like this nice like risk reward scenario, mm -hmm. which is really great, and I think it's uh, something that a lot of game developers should look at. Uh, for me, it was one of the, the the best points of the game. And the really nice thing too is you can also unlock all but uh, you can unlock all but two of the idols on your first playthrough. Right. The other two unlock on New Game Plus. I wonder. Oh, do you know God. if it's do you know if it's possible? Do you know if it's possible to get everything in the game, like purchase everything in the game the first time if you turn on yeah. all the idols? It's not possible at all. Okay. Um, not that I've seen. Okay. Um, like I mean, immediately well, as I mean, you get I'm the sure, idols. I'm sure if you spent long enough. Yeah. Just like farming. Yeah. Re replaying through the dream sequences. Then yeah, probably because you can get items up to their fifth level, right? Yeah. Um, which is actually which is what Brett told us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. You can farm. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I you can farm and it. do it. You can't unlock everything though. Okay. You can't get every unlock because you have uh, to wait till the new game plus. You just can't get some right. of those things. Right. Certain things. Um, so like there are two gods that you unlock there. Um, there are. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys seen it. I saw it on Steam when I got new game plus. There's a new uh, special attack okay. you get. 
Okay. Well, how would we have seen that? We didn't do New Game Plus. Yeah. I know, right? But you, you guys may or may not see it. I, I saw it, but I'm playing it on Steam. Mm-hmm. I'm playing... Oh, by the way, I'm playing it on Xbox 360. As am I. Yeah. Uh, I did this on Steam, so you guys, guys Maybe may not because see it. Score. Uh, on New Game Plus, you unlock a new special attack. It's a little canister that you throw. And a blue portal opens up, and after science turret pops out. That's awesome. And just summons an after science turret. I'm just like, what? That's Why cool. did I not know this was in here? Uh that's great. Are you still there? Yeah. Only well, problem is it, it actually kind of sucks. It's not all that useful. Yeah. I was. Um, I'm, I, I am kind of bummed Ryan's not here because he was, or I don't know if he did or not, but he made a pledge to play it on the iPad. I wanted to find out what that experience is like compared to like yeah. Steam and compared to Xbox. But quick to the phones. Oh, yeah. I've I've got yeah, it here. Tell me about your uh, experience here. Phone my... spoiler cast. No, no. Um, <laughs> it's on my phone right now. Oh, is it? Ninety nine. I got it for my, for iOS because it's ninety nine cents, and I like giving money to big name games. Yeah, yeah. Or super giant games. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say big name games. Like, what? oh, rally. That 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 sounds counter. No, everything. super giant uh, games. Super giant yeah, games. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm really. Super I thought you about like big name companies. Like, okay. Uh, so uh, another question I had, I just have a list of questions here. As as is typical of the spoiler cast format, Dan asks a question, Patrick and Tristan answer said question. Uh, well, Tristan answers, Patrick makes jokes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, or vice you. versa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or um, Patrick answers, and Tristan is hype. <laughs> <laughs> so hype. I will also say that this game breaks the typical monotony that I experience in action games, which is the weapon you start with tends to be the weapon you end with, uh, and all the other weapons are just fluff. That you can kind of use. And I actually yep. found myself jumping from weapon to weapon to weapon oh, in this yeah. game, which is fantastic. So ultimately, I, you know, you start with the Kale Hammer and you start with, like, the pistol. And I ended up uh, really liking and really getting into the um, Armory carb- Arm- Army Carbine mm-hmm. and uh, the Fire Bellows. And I was wondering what your experiences were with, 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 with the game. Okay. With weapons, you mean? Yeah. Well, okay. I'll start. I'll start. My binky was the blade. Okay. Because it was... Yep. It, even if it didn't do that much damage, the 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 speed of it was what appealed to me. Are you talking about the war machete? Yes. Yeah, that was that was the one I used up until I got the fire bellows. Right, and uh, I just didn't switch to the fire bellows for because I wanted my blade back, yeah, my machete yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I like the I like the breaker bow mm-hmm. because I liked I liked having the ability to do varying bits of damage. Yep. Uh, you know. Yeah, the breaker bow is super crucial. I used that up until I got. Up until I got the scrap musket, so I could kill a lot of those, a lot of that crowd control I needed to do with the birds and stuff like that, and yeah. and then after that I got the armory pike, which army pike, which basically is everything in one. It's a spread shotgun sort of thing when it starts, and then it eventually kind of collapses into this uh, great sniper rifle sort of weapon. So I was really into the ar- army carbine by the end of the game. Which but. which you did the you did the uh, the training the training thing, and you. Yeah. Perfected accidentally, accidentally beat the uh, the training thing at first place <laughs> yeah. without even trying. Even with like, oh, even with to do? dudes messing around, um, messing around, he just didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, so my experience: you start off with the kale hammer, and it's really nice. Uh, I typically use the war machete a lot. Yeah, it's insane DPS. It's like it's a really high DPS. Um, well, okay, so I use so I carry usually a melee weapon mm-hmm. and a ranged weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So let's talk melee weapons. So I start off with the Kale Hammer. I usually then go to the War Machete, and I use the Brusher's Pike on occasion. Yeah. Um, I, I've i never all, really been all that fan of the Fire Bells. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just my playthrough yeah, yeah, style. Yeah. Uh, what I did this time, though, I found going actually back to the Kale Hammer mm-hmm. 
in the end game, it's super useful. Right, when you upgrade well, it. Well, you fully upgrade it. Because the, one of the last upgrades you can do for the Kale Hammer ignores armor. Yeah. And at this point, you've already had plus 50%, uh, plus 50% damage, plus 50% damage, plus 75% damage, better chance to crit, ignores armor. Yeah. And you can just... Yeah, boom. And just take things out. Like, okay, you know the hoppers? Yeah. Yeah. Because they have that armored front, so you have to get around the back. I am becoming not with Thor. The, not with the Kale Hammer. <laughs> with the Kale Hammer, you just block, they land in front of you, you just go, pound! Is that a one-hit kill with the... Uh, usually. On a counter? On a counter, probably, yeah. yeah. Usually. Um, I also really... Oh, by the way, really quickly, before I forget, I really, really enjoy in this game the counter system with the shield. I think it's super, super great, and it kind of... And with the dodge roll, it's just like this... It's one of those games like Super Meat Boy where, for me at least, when I was losing, it was my fault. Yep. And I didn't feel bad about like, oh, this game, you know. And there's very, I'm, I, get, I tend to get very frustrated with that kind of shit. And as as a gamer, like the only other game that I can think of this generation at least that had that sentiment to me was Super Meat Boy. Sure. Yeah. The one problem, the one problem I had with the with the game mechanics mm-hmm. to to go off of what you're saying is that it was my fault or whatever. I messed up the shield the shield uh, training ground because uh, it locked onto something I didn't want to block at the time. Yes, it did yeah. that to me as well. Yeah, it did that to me as well. It, specifically in the training grounds, but overall in the game, the, yeah. over the course of the game, I understand that was frustrating to me as well. But over yeah. the course of the game, it was such a useful tactic. Like I was blocking a turret that wasn't shooting at me, and there was a gas fellow right behind me who was wound up and ready to hit me. And right. in the in the course of the game, it's usually very very good at saying this is the thing you're supposed to be blocking. This is the yeah. thing I think you want to block, and it does a really good job with that. Yeah. As for because there was shit going everywhere, everywhere at the end of the game. Oh my god! Yeah. It's just like you know, it's like oh my god! It's like this Diablo is just shit. Um, in terms of ranged weapons, mm-hmm. I usually start off with the breaker bow, mm-hmm. which I start off with as well. Yep. Yep, I used to try with the breaker bow. Then I'll go to the duelist pistols mm-hmm. for a while. I don't really like those. They're too weak to me. Well, but they're fast. Yeah, which is nice. but they're weak. Which is, which is nice. <laughs> I'll then switch up to the... My range weapon is what I usually change out the most. Based on kind of what I'm going into. Yeah. Uh, the shot musket I really like. Especially when you get the upgrade that makes it shoot twice. Yeah. Uh, so what I usually do is I usually do... Bom, 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 bom. Oh, no, it's just... Boom! Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, sound, e- should... sound effects, the spoiler cast. Yeah. Yeah. What I'll usually we do. Is... Soundboard created. <laughs> what I'll usually Hello? do. Oh. I'll usually do the range over uh, range over spread. Oh with... really? I do the opposite. I do spread, spread, spread. I do range over spread with ignoring penalties for long range. Shoots twice. Because then it double. Because then it goes. It's like a rifle do... at that point. It's a rifle with a cone. <laughs> so it's just this and it when you do double it'll reach the whole end of the screen really and it just fills this whole portion of the screen with death <laughs> it's just like damn um that the carbine be... the carbines will definitely one of my favorite weapons um i'm really good with the galleon mortar yeah but i don't use it all that often it, it's too it leaves you very vulnerable towards it leaves the end you of the game. Ven- very vulnerable especially when you start fighting the ura because yeah. they're just too they're just too maneuverable Right, so so the Galleon Mortar, it, it's useful in some certain stages, but once you start really fighting the Ura, it's not all that handy. <laughs> Patrick's fucking losing it right now. <laughs> we can't say why. That's the worst part. Um, so the Galleon Mortar, uh, at the end, though, I use the Calamity Cannon almost exclusively. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so powerful. I'm seeing spots. <laughs> Dude, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> you want to take a breather? I'm good. 
right, so back to Bastion. <laughs> back to Bastion. Back to Bastion. <laughs> back to Bastion. Um, yeah. So, the, so by the end, I'm pretty much using the hammer and the calamity mm-hmm. uh, at the time I can. But one thing is, if you pick the hammer, thing I really like is if you pick the hammer. You know how when you leave the armory, right? Rocks will say something about about your current loadout. Yeah, yeah. You know? All right, uh, if you pick the hammer and the mortar, he goes, with that loadout, the kid was a one-man wrecking crew. And I felt sorry for anything that got in his way, basically. <laughs> oh, let's talk about the narrator. Uh, in, uh, before, the, b- before the, during the break, thank you, uh, Patrick said something about the pretentiousness of the game. And I wanted to get into yeah. this because I felt exactly the same way. But I want you to come, first of all, because yeah. I want you to talk a little bit. <laughs> we both, I think we've been stealing a little bit too much. So I want you to, to speak a little bit about it. And then we'll, we'll kind of comment on it. Well, well, to before I before you finish your hate mail, um, because because uh, Dan said I said the game was pretentious, it started out that it felt that way. Well, I agree with you though, yeah. so uh, you can send it to me as well. Yeah, I mean, because it felt kind of like it's like oh, kid better watch his step, kid raised a little bit. It's like it was. I was sitting here. I was like, it struck me as a game that was trying very hard to be unique and artistic. Well, my my problem too is when it came out, yeah. it was right right at the the apex right of this this need for and I'm, I'm i actually have an article that will hopefully be posted on the website soon about what is indie exactly like why does this right. thing have to exist but that indie mentality of this 2d game well this isn't really 2d but the, the with this interesting art style really good music right like sort of open-ended ending like this kind of game was so prevalent at that point limbo had just come out was coming around around at the same time yeah and i felt like this game was sort of like one of those like one up games like trying to one up that sort of that sort of type of game not to mention the 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 uniqueness of the exploration where you could see something but you couldn't necessarily get to it yeah until you found a random path later on yeah but i mean and and to continue before before you finish your hate mail um so hopefully i'll catch you in mid-sentence and you'll feel ashamed um it grew on me yeah And, and it grew on me very rather suddenly Yes, where I was just I was just in the middle of one of the locations, and I was like, "I get it. I I, I it's done by yeah." That's how it, I it felt. Clicks with you, yeah. yeah. It, it is. It's just I think everybody has maybe a different one potentially. I had the same feeling though. Yeah. Eventually, at one point, I'm playing. I was like, "Okay, <laughs> this is all coming together." I think it's the moment where you don't have to think about what you're pressing anymore, mm-hmm. right? And they're just throwing these new weapons at you, and you're like, "Okay, I get this now." You're rolling, you're dodging effectively, you're countering different things. You kind of feel like a badass in a sense. Oh, yeah. But you just get this feeling Especially of... at the end. Yeah. When, yeah. when the Ura are just, like, throwing everything they have at you, and you're just smashing it aside. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I am an unstoppable god yeah. king of the rippling walls. And it's and it's really apparent because, as I told you earlier when we, when we started talking about this, I picked up the game in the middle of one of my playthroughs, right. and I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. And I felt... And that was made it really cool. Yeah. Was... Um, you were you were at the point this you knew this is where I was sort of like sort of like we talk about um, Mega Man and the ego, I don't know if we brought it up but like the Eager Raptor thing is one of my favorites his his video sequelitis on Mega Man yes yeah. and he talks about how when you when you talk to Zero and and he says you will one one day be as powerful oh, as right. I am and it's like oh my god right and I thought that was so great and in this game I had that moment like where I knew I got to be this cool and I was like how did I do that and then I got there. It yeah. was. I think the le- level is Point Lemain. Uh, for those of you who are counting, Woo. yeah. And I get there, and I'm like, this this level that was 
impossible. And I was just like getting dizzied and I, I couldn't do anything. And I was getting killed instantaneously. I went through all my tonics and I was dying. And I lost like three times. Like, how did I do this? I was there at that same moment in my second playthrough, like flying through. I beat it in one try. Everything was like cake. I was like flipping over and countering this thing and then whipping out my gun and shooting this thing. And it was like the coolest experience. It looked oh, like yeah. a Devil May Cry cutscene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now I, I played Bastion when it finally came out for Mac yeah. on Steam. Mm-hmm. Um, so I missed, I also only had a Wii for a really long time. So I kind of missed that summer of mm-hmm. indie. So I never really got that feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, the moment I had where I was like, oh my god, this is amazing, mm-hmm. was actually right at the beginning, um, when you first fall off. Okay, not yeah. when, you first, when you first fall off, Agent talks you know, about that, I'm like, yeah. okay, that's cool, it has something for when you fall off. Um, and then uh, and it's the part where you're just, you first get the hammer, you just start, you're like, cool, let me play around with this. And you play around with it just by smashing stuff. Mm-hmm. You're like, let me get a feel for this. And the narrator goes, the kid just rages for a while. Yeah, which you hated, like, but yeah. I was like, it knows? It's like, I'm not raging, it, it, I'm looking for items. It, it knows <laughs> that I'm just, like, wantonly destroying stuff? That's really cool! That's the other really stellar moment of that game. It's that moment that you realize that he's... And that wasn't... I didn't even pick up on it. I wasn't paying attention. I was still wrapping my, my, my mind around the game and the art style and stuff. That moment when you realize that they are paying attention, the narrator is paying attention to what you're doing. Yeah. In a very specific way. And is is adapting to what you say. For me, it was when you leave the armory in the bastion, and he goes, kid, use the same weapons he always uses. I was like, oh. Yeah. (laughs) So I did. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, it recognizes what what weapons you use the most. Uh, Or there's a part where, oh, God, um... It's when, you're, it's when you're on the skyboat mm-hmm. and it's going. Yeah. Yep. Uh, if you don't get every enemy. Yes. If you don't get every enemy, he says, a few, a kid let a few of them slip by. But if you get all of them, he says something different. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's like. I Yeah, it's, I noticed a couple of little stuff like yeah. that. You know? I think that the. I understand. And the music. Pa- yeah. Yeah, the music's insane. Oh God, music I, th- I think at this good. point, I don't remember the. Honestly, I, I don't want to, like, downplay it. But at this point, like, if you play one of these games and the music isn't great, you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, nope, not going there. Nope. What? Nope, 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 Next. <laughs> That's like that that thing, right? Nope. The thing with the stuff? Nope. Sorry, I can't tell you. Nope. <laughs> Just spit it out, Pat. I'm trying. I'm trying so hard not to dump on. Oh, fuck it. Halo 4. that that music was awful (laughs) Uh, in my opinion of course these indie games I feel that specifically I I feel that they all have this except for Limbo which doesn't have any music uh, except for like some environmental ambient stuff well we we gotta be careful there because you get into a very dodgy argument with a lot of 20th century composers (laughs) over what music is well well, fuck John Cage (laughs) and um Shrizen's <laughs> like my favorite. Oh, he's checking something out. He's looking at Elon Honey. But uh... <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! Fresh I... Elon Honey. I wonder if the internet would collapse inward on itself if he ate Elon Honey with a freedom spoon. <laughs> New shirt idea. Oh god! <laughs> well, I already have, I already have an idea for a freedom spoon shirt and an Elon Honey shirt. So just combine them. Exactly. And then it could be disgusting as well as hilarious. Well, yeah. but first, first I gotta get—I have to get a vector drawing program. Yeah. Like if I'm gonna do, 
you guys will see just how kind of crude I had to make the original uh, sketches I did um, without it looks, using it. It looks like he had a stamp and was just slamming it on t-shirt right. designs. <laughs> no offense. Yeah. The phrasing yeah. is funny. Yeah. Well, like I said, those are those are really just fucking like oh, no, bare I'm bones not, designs. I'm not, deba- I'm not debating that at all. Yeah. I I like the idea. The ideas, excuse me. Yeah, it's a. I, I just want to get that out just to get a basic. Yeah. There. I mean, there's it, typesetting and there's. And it doesn't really let you like. You you tried to put some stuff on the sleeves on one of them and it just didn't really work, because of the the way the you use the program. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean. Uh, oh, I remember. Again, or maybe maybe I'm, I'm thinking just, of something. I'm still just yeah, I think it down. Was cool. Yeah. Just so that people can get an idea of what this, of what yeah. it would kind of look like in 3D. Yeah. I'm working like with a 2D said, template, I lo- I lo- and I want to put stuff on the sleeve. Yeah, you don't have you don't have the proper program. Right. But it's, it there. looks I I like the ideas. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't. <laughs> All right, guys, come on, break it up. Uh, <laughs> spoiler fight. Um, was that a spoiler fight? Because I was trying really hard not to for it not to be. Yeah, it was a spoiler fight. <laughs> it was a minor. Spoiler we we fight, fight in only the most polite of ways on the spoiler <laughs> cast. So, are you two fighting? Yeah. Oh my god, what is that like? Yeah. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, we saw. Uh, I disagree. A while back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, and that's the last we'll talk about that movie, as far right. as spoilers are concerned. Right, we're not spoiling movies here, folks. Just video games. And there were some spoilers in there. So anyway, um, <coughs> oops. Cool. <laughs> not really. There are some in there. In, in, what, in that one line I said, there were some big ones. Not in that one line. I'm just saying we don't want right. to go any further. Right, because there are some. There's a lot of stuff you can spoil. Not in the one line I gave. But um, cool. So, in the grand scheme of things, Bastion was just a really, really, you know, fun game. It had it had a lot of emotional charge in it, which I didn't really mm-hmm. expect at the beginning. Right, like like how I I went into it and I and I I actually I feel ashamed of of selling it short at the beginning. Like, yeah, but I mean that that's, yeah. and you should. Right? <laughs> no, I mean I don't really I don't really even when I went back and played it and I knew yeah. what it was going to become, except for the fact that I was trying to get back to that level I was at already and I knew sort of how to play. Yeah, I still felt it was a little it's a little slow on the on the uptake. Yeah, um, and it it. it it even still came across as sort of like okay, yeah, you know you're not like moving this, much. He's kind of talking really yeah. loud and saying these things, and it's just like this okay. game's trying to be like a western, yeah, like yeah. you know dusty tumbleweed, and but it, like I said, it really really grew on me, yeah, <laughs> and I think Tristan kind of jumped in with both feet right away, which I salute him, yeah, because <laughs> like like I said, I I missed that whole period, of, like the the summer of indie, yeah. So for me, this was like. You know, it's like sandblasting a soup cracker. Like... <laughs> actually, actually, earlier today, earlier today, I had to come up with the uh, metaphor for overkill when working with the customer, and I'm like, I was like, uh, it's what you're using this for? It'd be like uh, using a hand grenade on a bunny. Yeah. <laughs> Getting back to Monty Python. Tat- but, yeah. uh... Or a tactical nuke on a bunny. There yeah. you go. Um, for a more modern. Well, yeah, it was like sandblasting a soup cracker. Yeah. That, like... That's uh. This is fantastic. Do you did you get that from somewhere or uh Sandblasting a Soupcracker? Where I originally read it was actually off of a Tilbert comic strip, I think. That... Where Dogbird was trying to hypnotize Ratbird. <laughs> and Ratbird just instantly goes into it. He's like, Well, that's kind of like Dogbird goes, Well, that's kinda of like Sandblasting a Soupcracker. That's cause that's such a great line. Yeah, it is like, nice. That, that oh my god. 
Sandblasting a soup cracker. I'll give you I'll give you like ninety percent of the credit for recalling it at this exact moment because you know I have trouble with words. <laughs> it's it's one of my favorite sayings. I just I just because I read it in that script and I was like, that's actually a really fun saying. Yep. It's a great little mental image too of just something just going dawn. So so I mean so Bastion. Ba- back to Bastion. Good like game. I said, those are my final thoughts. You should go play it. Yeah, I think that it, the ultimate take is if you guys are listening to this and you haven't played, if you're listening to it, I'd love to hear your comments. Uh, cast at threeheadedboy.com. Please shoot us a, a comment either on, oh, yeah. on threeheadedboy.com yeah. or just send us an email to that address and, and talk about it. Um, we are making a, a, a call right now to, because there was some downtime into The Last of Us and sort of the summer games pick up, right. like summer of... Hopefully Remember Me will be out soon. In E3, yeah, we're, we don't have a lot to play, so any suggestions for games we should go through or talk about uh, would be well, much appreciated. We are, we are planning to do one, right, that we talked about during break? Yes. Yeah. We are planning to do that one, but I mean, even yeah. still, we, we, we probably have a couple more weeks that we can probably use, oh, yeah, some, absolutely. use some assistance. Absolutely. And, yeah. and of course, we're always open to suggestions, so if you guys have... Um, Topics or games you want to cover, please let us know uh, again at that email uh, or on uh, the SpoilerCast page on ThreeHeadedBoy.com. Or if you want us to keep talking about Xbox. <laughs> yeah, or if you want to keep talking about Xbox One or want to yell or at us, how, you can do it as well. how depressing this new generation of games is. Yeah, we'll see. Youngins we'll these days! Or if you want Tristan and I to put on boxing gloves and go at it, fight to the death. <laughs> what I will tell you, too, That's is... Tough. Some I, I feel like some people may listen to this just to get ideas or for games to play, and they don't really care about the spoilers. And if you haven't played Bastion, it's on like every system imaginable at this point. Yep. Uh, it's on and make sure if you do not, choose okay. to play Bastion, give it a little rope. Yeah. Yep. Because if you don't, then you're probably gonna you're gonna miss out on all the all the feels. Yeah. <laughs> so many feels. Oh my god. Yeah, it's it's really really good, and I highly recommend playing it. That's why we uh, talked about yeah. it today. Uh, so, all right, so Bastion, I know it's on Xbox 360. I know it's on PS3. I know it's on. Mac, it is on it's PS3. On iOS. So it's on iPhone Steam. And Android. It's on Steam. Like I said, Mac and PC. It's yeah. on iPad, iPhone. On iPad, iPhone. Uh, I yeah, I, I think the only thing it's not on is Wii and PS3. And other ha- and other it is on PS3. Yeah. yeah. It is on PS3. Oh, uh, you, PSP, said, you said it PSP, was. Oh, PSP. PS, PSP or 3. Oh, you said PS3 yeah. earlier that it was on. I just wanted to make sure. That oh, no, it's not, it's not on PS3. Okay, okay, cool. Oh, I okay. searched. <laughs> yeah. And it's not on the PS3. <laughs> so the game is not on PS3. Get on to something else. It is yeah. not on the PS3. Repeat. It is not on the PS3. <laughs> is it on the PS3? <laughs> no! <laughs> Very cool. So pick up the game. Um, as always... Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. You can find Tristan Atherin Hess at his YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash TBA Films now fully up and functioning again. And with some non-Ubisoft Let's Plays to come. Exactly. And you can find Patrick Knight at Patrick Knight Music. On P-Night Music. I'm P-Night sorry. Music. See, that's, okay. how, that's, how, that's how perceptive I am. Well, I mean, there's still on any videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll find them there eventually. And, of course, uh, uh, all things Rimethel on um, <laughs> Xbox and yep. all the things. You can also find an empty uh, Vimeo channel for TBA Films, That's and enough. you can find a dere- and you can find a derelict World of Tanks count because I finally kicked the habit. Yeah, yay! <laughs> if you search long enough, you may even find some decrepit old uh, live journals that have it. And you can find all of us, Don't all of our old that. spoiler cast episodes, things like that, at my website threeheadedboy.com/slash the spoiler cast. Thanks a lot, guys. Until next time. And on iTunes. And on iTunes, subscribe, please. Yeah. Until next time.
know that we're still recording now until he starts editing this. He just run off to have a pee break. He actually stopped it on us. He's going to come back. Now we're going, this is an end joke, so keep it quiet. Stop, stop giggling. Shut stop up. Giggling, stop giggling. Shut up, Shut audience. Up. Audience? Audience? Uh. <laughs> oh. Forgot. He forgot rule number A one. <laughs> Do your growlers before the podcast. <laughs> that's that's one of the shirts I did. I mean, yeah. it's it's a really important rule. Is you gotta remember. You gotta remember. How could you forget rule A one, Dan? I, I know. So I can tell you that during the break, I said, "This is pretty much what happened." All right, guys. I'm going to take a pee and I'm going to squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> we got to start filming again. We got to start filming again. Oh, my God. Let's <laughs> see what happened. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you probably looked at the clock and saw how late it was. Yeah, I think that's probably what happened. Then, like, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty damn late. I rescinded the urine and now I'm like, oh. So let's so let's get back to recording. Let's continue. And then all I have to say to you folks is you don't have to edit this. So don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, shit.